Scalpel. Scalpel. Forceps. Forceps. Oh, we, we got a bleeder. Suction, nurse. Suction. Suction. Uh, uh, suction. <laughs> Sponge. Sponge. Scalpel. Scalpel. Duct tape. Duct tape. Halloween 2 on Blu-ray. That's right, we're talking about <laughs> hospital horror movies on Attack of the Killer podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Some beeping sound in the background. Yeah. Beep. Beep. That would be awesome. Beep. <laughs> Need the machine that goes. Ding. Yeah. Well, I don't have to. We've been talking about it, so it's great. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. I am your host, Insane Mike. Well, excuse me, Doctor Insane, for tonight's episode, because <laughs> we're talking about hospital horror. That is horror movies that take place in a hospital. So, before we get into that, it's time to call the podcast crew of doctors. Paging our first doctor. He's a world-famous plastic surgeon and hot dog stand employee who specializes in lips and assholes. Dr. Jason Bollinger. Hey, everybody. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad it was me. (laughs) Paging Dr. Terry Turford, please report to the third floor bathroom. The toilet's clogged again. Terry Turford, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why do I get... what? Whatever. (laughs) Toilet duty, man. Earlier this morning, this next person reported to the ER after he superglued his beard to his French poodle. Dustin (laughs) Neal. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> and lastly, he works in the morgue, and we haven't seen him since he ate that giant, enormous purple heart. Dr. John Stalter. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you, you may or may not be possessed by a Jason Voorhees tadpole demon. I'm just saying. Again? <laughs> God, this is the third time this month. i got to quit eating brains. Quit hearts. eating the purple hearts, man. <sighs> How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Great. Good to hear it. You guys ready to talk about some hospital horror movies? Sure. You know it. Well, we can't. We gotta do. What? <laughs> what? We got. We gotta do some killer news first. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Now it's time for. On the Ash versus Evil Dead trailer that premiered this past Friday. Yeah. Man. Hell yes. Wasn't that <laughs> fucking awesome. awesome? Oh my god. Didn't that go like? Didn't that? Wasn't that like way more than you thought it was gonna be? Already. Oh, it was. 
it was, awesome. like, ten times what I thought it was going to be. It was incredible. Like, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the biggest, biggest what else is going out? Evil Dead fans. <laughs> well, I was the just... World I was, podcast, and that's all we have to there say were, about There it. was some Mike stuff. I was just... I was being patient. Mike. Oh, Dr. patient, doctor. Uh, I get it. Very good. Relevant. That's good. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I mean, Bruce looks awesome. I mean, I know they kind of just ferment his hair and <laughs> and whatnot, but he looks great. I mean, he does. They, oh, yeah, he does. They got him in that uh, corset get up. That, that first scene, it made me bust up. So <laughs> when he's in the, looking in the mirror and... It was really himself yeah, in. That was really funny. I agree. With this, but I thought it. I thought it was going to go a little too into because he's in a. He's obviously in a trailer. So right. Ash is living in a trailer. So I instantly go to. Um, my name is uh, Bruce. My name is Bruce. And I just hope they don't go that far with it. I don't think that they will. I no, mean, the re- yeah, based on the rest of the trailer, no, I don't think so either. It didn't but. seem like there was a whole lot that was going to be happening there. Like it just seemed like. Well, just that opening shot with the corset, yeah. and he's in a trailer, and my brain just went straight to that. To my oh name sure. Is Bruce, and I'm like, oh, I hope it's not overly jokey. Yeah, like he's not like a drunk drinking the the shimps alcohol and all that stuff, like. Hopefully that it's it doesn't seem like it, but we never know until we see it. So, but I loved the comedy in the trailer. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I I peed my pants when he was like, Dude. first thing I gotta do is this, but the other first thing I gotta do <laughs> is <laughs> fucking do some cardio. Yeah. Hell yeah, that was funny too. Yeah. The false teeth. Yeah, yeah the false teeth. <laughs> There are definitely going to be a lot of old jokes, which I'm I'm okay with if totally. it's done in that same humor. You know, it's fine with me. Like it's gonna thirty years later. Yeah, I mean, there there have to be some obligatory jokes about that. You know that, but it looks awesome. And gory as fuck when he shoots that Hell yeah. and head yeah, in the cupboard. Oh yeah. I hear cursing the, too. Or the fucking um, broken bottle in the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I was sharpening it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And I, I kind of I'm excited about these the the rest of the cast that's going to be involved just to see you know some fresh blood to the this yeah. series. It'll be fun. Yeah, he's got that what appears to be like a little sidekick there with them and yeah and there's the there's that girl in it too a young younger girl yeah, yeah. dustin and did you see it yeah i did i i thought it was awesome i thought it was really cool the uh yeah i love the trailer to me that looks like that's the first episode and i think everything <laughs> that we that everything that we saw was from sam Raimi. I just hope that like yeah. it keeps that pace because if it drops off any, it's gonna really I think put a bad taste in fans' mouths. Uh, but I was watching this and and 
I was kind of with you, Mike, on the trailer thing. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like uh, my name is Bruce. But then I realized we know nothing of Ash. We know yeah. nothing about him. We don't know really where he's from, or ex- except for maybe that Detroit, Michigan area or whatever. Uh, we know that he was a college student. I mean, we, we seriously, <laughs> there mm-hmm. was no time for backstory for Ash ever. And uh, maybe in this show we'll, we'll get a little bit, you know, like maybe he had a family or something. Or, you know, maybe there's, there's something uh, else that went on in his life. Uh, you know, maybe there'll be flashbacks. I don't know. Because there's been quite the time gap between uh, whatever, you know, Evil Dead or if they're going from Army of Darkness. I don't know the details of that. But, yeah, I thought it was amazing. It looked it looked so good. I watched it a couple times. I got up and, and made Nalani watch it. So, just be- <laughs> and, and then it's like on stars. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah, it looks it looks awesome. It's everything that I I had hoped it would be. Um, you know, honestly, I don't care if if Bruce Campbell jokes uh, a lot in it because Army of Darkness is my favorite, and that's the one where he jokes the most. I mean, that one's the most Three Stooges, you know, of the of the all of them. So I don't know. We'll see. This looks like it might be a better blend of. Evil Dead 2 than Army of Darkness, so because with all that gore. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm even fine. I'm fine with, with it. humorous. To me, all three movies have have comedy in them, and then it, obviously the comedy takes over more and more through the franchise, and they don't have a problem with it. Just on the opposite side of things, with My Name Is Bruce, is my issue with My Name Is Bruce is like it just it takes all of all of that and just makes a parody out of it. And there's way too much winking at the camera in that movie. And that's what I don't want. I would love for all the jokes to be there. And, like, I just don't want Ash to be in on the joke. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's how it is in Army of Darkness. We're laughing our asses off at him, but he's not in on the joke. Yeah, he, well, that's just, I think, him being tortured. <laughs> which, yeah. which, which, hopefully is is what happens because and and that's the first thing I thought of, um, you know, when he, in Army of Darkness when he's that scene where he's in the in the um, the windmill and you know he's just basically being tortured by those little guys and he's just like oh, you know that's the first thing I thought of when when that body is over him and he's stabbing it with that bottle. And it's just blood is just going all over him. It's like, oh, like he's just being, he's being tortured. Like to me, what I saw there showed me that he was not in on the joke. And it looks like we got some new level of deadite, deadite creatures in this one. Yeah. It's cool to see more, more of an expansion on that instead of just the, the same old people possessed look that they do, they do in the other ones. Yeah, there's like a demon or something. Yeah, some kind of weird demon-looking creature thing was pretty cool. And the little possessed doll that flies into his <laughs> face in that one shot was really, really cool. And it's kind of a throwback to that, too. So, yeah, it looks great. It looks great. I, I can't wait for it. But we'll have to wait because we don't have stars. <laughs> Dude, I just found out my mom has stars, so oh, I win. Shit. <laughs> so, throw a trip. To Terry's yeah. mom's house. Better start handing out that email and password then, so we can get the stars demand that they have. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be your best friend, Terry, if you can get that. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Just kidding, we wouldn't break the law, guys. Come on. Well, yeah, we are. There's no breaking the law on Sherry. Yeah. Cool. Man, yeah. Looks really good. John, you have anything else you wanted to say about that trailer? Nothing I can think of. I want to see it, obviously. I mean, I think it's going to be a great show. Oh, yeah. Man, even the car was in it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. So, any other killer news? Anybody else have anything they want to bring up? Well, we sort of mentioned it before you jumped on. I wouldn't mind mentioning it because I just see you get excited again. And we sort of didn't get to talk about it last night when you watched it, but there's a couple other trailers that came out. Yeah, I thought about bringing those up, but, like, they're not really horror-related. Although, the Suicide Squad trailer was pretty creepy and eerie. I love that that just that little that, that little girl voice singing uh, I started a joke really slowly. That was all creepy and so fitting uh-huh. with having Harlequin there and and the Joker. And I'm going to say it, you know, <laughs> I just want to say it blow up the internet right now, but I'm, you know, just that one clip best Joker on in film. Done. I said it. Hate, hate mail can start, but best joke How can you film. even say that? You haven't even seen the movie. So all it took was that one that one clip. It's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you really bad. That's all it took. But tell us why. Yeah, that's not enough, Mike. <laughs> oh, people in their Heath Ledger are just... You're, oh my gosh. I mean, it's hard to... Be, he was in that trailer for like five seconds. Like, and it was five seconds of pure... <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, tell you why he hated Heath Ledger. What? You hated Heath Ledger? I did not hate <laughs> Heath Ledger. <laughs> what? Didn't like him. Just continue to blow up the internet. I, <laughs> no, I hated his design. Well, that's not his fault. That's why I just said I didn't hate Heath Ledger. I hate uh, the design so, of it. So you like the, the design of not, this Joker? Is that? Yeah, the Joker does not wear, does not stick his hands in white makeup and just streak it down his face. He is bleached skin white. His hair permanently green. Well, and he has tattoos and stuff. Does that not bother you? Yeah, that seems like a, kind of a complaint because that kind of ruins his... Um, anonymous, like he's so ambiguous and no one knows who he is and those are kind of identity markers is what I hear from a lot of people. I'm not very well-versed in it, but... I guess it depends on where the tattoo is from. I mean, there's the art, you know, I mean, I guess we don't know. We don't know why he has, you know, silver choppers and the teeth bother me more than anything else, but that's... I heard that the other day his teeth were because uh, Batman had punched him so many times <laughs> that he has to have metal teeth. Oh, then I don't mind that. That makes sense. You know, that's, that that's actually awesome. makes sense. <laughs> I like that. But um, the tattoos, I mean, I can go either way on it. I don't really care, honestly. I don't really care that he's got tattoos. Um, you know, identity, I get the identity marker uh, argument if these tattoos were before he became the Joker. Um and then there's the argument that I have is like tattoos while he was in jail, 
Like, right. who would go near the Joker with a <laughs> needle? You no, wouldn't. No one would be alive. Yeah. Exactly. He, he probably did him to himself. Hannibal Lecter escaped from jail with a pen with a pencil or something like that, right? In Silence of the Lambs, there was that story about him escaping jail with a pen, whatever. Um, <laughs> you, so you're you're not going to give the Joker, who's Doctor Hannibal Lecter level of crazy and maniacal, to you're not going to get anywhere near him with a needle, because then the next you blink and the next thing you know he's in he's in Palm Springs. <laughs> I think uh, Suicide Squad fans have something to be more concerned about than the Joker. And to me, <laughs> watching the trailer, it's Will Smith. Why? Yeah, I think Will he Smith was just... No, well, I, he was Will Smith. I don't know the character that much, but uh, it seemed like he was... Uh, Will Smith in it up? Hancock, yeah. <laughs> it was oh. Hancock in that. <laughs> See, I'm a little concerned. I, it's not that I don't like Will Smith, but I've never seen him in a performance on the level of what Deadshot should be. And Deadshot is, you know, he, he has a rather don't-give-a-shit attitude, mercenary, just will kill anybody for money. Um, but he doesn't give a shit. So like, he doesn't even care about his own life, really. Um, so he, you know, he, uh, he's just a smart ass all the time and chomping on cigarettes all the time. And that's Deadshot. Now he may be different nowadays after the new, um, I haven't really read what Deadshot's like, but that's the Deadshot that I know. And probably so. what the majority of, of fans know, right? Yeah. I mean, have you, have you seen Arrow? No. Okay. Well, the Deadshot and Arrow is a, is a lot closer to what Deadshot is really like. And this is a real scuzzball, you know? And the, the only his only Achilles heel is that he has a daughter. So if you really want to... Um, yeah, they stress that a lot in that trailer. Yeah, which I, I think they... I'm worried that they're really going to stress too much on it in the film. You know what I mean? Because it's like... Yeah. It's a it's a really hidden fact. Because he's a bad that. guy. He's supposed to be a bad guy. Yeah. If he's like slightly grim and just part of that group, then he then then that's not a good performance. I like Will Smith. I think he's done great work in other things, but I, if he doesn't play, you know, he, it's if he doesn't play that character right, he's not going to have to worry about. He's going to have to worry about the entire fan base bashing the the hell out of him. I mean. Deadshot is like one of the most worldly known assassin hires, um, you know, in in the DC universe. So the fact that he has a daughter, he keeps extremely hidden and completely stays out of his daughter's life. So that shot of him just chumming it up with his daughter walking down the street, that yeah, that was kind of like eh, I don't know. I guess we'll see how that how that plays out, but. You know, I just love the shot of Killer Croc all strapped in, Hannibal Lecter style, to that that thing getting wheeled in. That was cool. I thought it'd been cool to have Killer Croc in the style of the Arkham games. Just this massive, frightening, scary-looking character. Yeah, I think, I think I may actually make the argument of, like, I'd probably much rather see a CGI Killer Croc than... Just a guy in makeup because yeah. 
you're not going to get as big and powerful as like in the Arkham games or even in the comics. But then yeah. again, like even in the comics and even in in original continuity of the comics, Killer Croc his physical appearance changed a lot. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to get I'm not going to get overly hung up on Killer Croc either way. It's just cool seeing him there. And if he's if he's this big bulking and badass, then that's all that matters to me. Yeah. But I just get giddy about it because this is like finally DC is tying its goddamn universe together cinematically. Finally. Yeah. And 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 it's it's layered in this in this trailer. What's great is like and, and also we've seen team movies before. We got you know in the Marvel world, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, we got the Avengers. Um you know, so it's like, where is the next level? Where can we take the um, superhero movie, the comic book movie, to next? And 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 this is it, really. A team of villains, and they're the bad guys, and villains that are enriched in history from other people's comics. You know, so like, it's going to be interesting to see how this all ties together, and and a team of super villains carrying the show um and the and 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 then the fanboy in me is just giddy you see the shot of batman on the roof of that car you know and then there's reference to superman in the trailer and i'm like okay yes the universe is being tied together but again we have a movie that is like that's got batman in it and he's not the star of the freaking movie he's gonna be an afterthought in this movie and that's awesome yeah, but the the fan theories on that is that that those shots are at the beginning of the movie, and that's the Joker mobile, and Batman is capturing him, yeah, and that's he's gonna like pretty much just hand him off to the authorities, and then he's gone. But it's just like a a cool, you know, appearance from yeah, Batman. And you, and you know what? I think mm-hmm. that's great. I think that's awesome. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, and. If- Joker is is uh, he's not even a key player in this in this storyline, so it's going to be interesting to see what his role is going to be in this. It's got to be, all be about motivation for Harlequin, and I have a feeling Harlequin's going to be like the lead character in this. Her and Deadshot, because you can't put Will Smith in a movie and him not be the star. Right. But I have a feeling that those are going to be the main two characters of this movie. I got that too. I you know it makes me wonder how much the Joker is even in it because. I don't, you know, I don't he's not in a lot of the lot. press photos, and he wasn't in a lot in the trailer, and it's like they're they're maybe not wanting to show too much because then that's all there is, you know. And he's not on the team. All the team shots I've seen, right? Yeah, that's that exactly. Read, yeah, he's not on the team, and he's never been on the team in the comics because that would never work. <laughs> Joker yeah. would never be a team player like that. Never. Right. So I all I I have a theory, and I get, and it's probably dumb to get into. Um, to fan fiction theories this early in the game, but like, what if he turns out? What if the Joker turns out to be the uh, the main antagonist in this movie? Like <laughs> secret, re- cool. <laughs> yeah, secret revealed. It's the Joker that they've been hunting down this whole time, and now Harlequin has to deal with that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's comic movies. <laughs> <laughs> And the Batman vs. Superman trailer, I blew a nut watching that. It's freaking awesome. (laughs) It's got Wonder Woman in it. Right. A cinematic Wonder Woman. 
First time ever. And a movie that's got all three of them in it. First time ever. Uh, all I if it if I go to the movies and all I see is an hour and a half of just the three three of them in costume standing side by side, then I, it's worth my money. Because <laughs> this has never happened in 70 years of comic book history. It's never happened that there have been live action renditions of these characters standing side by side. Sad, sad days will be over soon. Did you right. not know that Wonder Woman was going to be in it? Oh, I knew it, but I just, I didn't know at what capacity. I was, a, sure. I, I, you know, because like Aquaman's supposed to be in it too, and it's just. Hell like, yeah! Fucking Jason Momoa. Cyborg too. Is Cyborg in it too? I looked today, and he's on the cast list. Okay. So I'm like, you know, how much are they really going to play into this? And this is just, are they just going to show up at the end? Sure. You know, is this like, oh, is this like when I went to go see Amazing Spider-Man 2 and I waited an hour and a half to see Rhino and he's just there at the end, you know? Is it yeah. going to be that? I mean, who knows? You know, and the fact that they showed that much of Wonder Woman in this trailer to me makes it feel, and she's fighting, so it's not like she's just showing up at the end saying, you know, hi, I'm a superhero too, can I join your club? You know, she obviously is playing some sort of role in these events, so... I also love how like the internet exploded after Man of Steel, and ever and all comic book geeks freaked out about how like the the death and destruction that could have had that should have happened to Metropolis. Well, that has obviously been set up and is being addressed in this movie because um, because that that's what's happening in the beginning of that trailer. It's it's Bruce Wayne. Um, seeing the destruction in Metropolis and seeing people being killed by these, like, gods, basically, you know, having a so, hissy like, fit with each other. So Metropolis and Gotham are sister cities? Like, I never knew that was a thing that was happening. Uh, I don't Apparently. know if they're necessarily sister cities, but they're I the mean, same cities, Industries but has... Not buildings in metropolis that's what i had heard i mean i didn't oh he has buildings in metropolis yeah you know wayne enterprises it's globally yeah sure okay all right <laughs> and jesse eisenberg and stein smith you're um, <laughs> is gonna be the best luthor just based on the trailer alone so gene hackman you know, he put the hack in Hackman when it came to Luthor. Ooh. You know, um, Jesse Jesse Eisenberg's gonna is gonna be the Luthor for me. I have a feeling, and I had faith of him from the start. I wasn't one of those nerds out there that freaked yeah. out. It's like, no. oh no, he this is terrible casting. No, I was like, <laughs> he's a major asshole in that um, Facebook social movie. Network. Yeah. yeah, social network. He's a phenomenal actor. I'll watch I, anything that he's in. I had faith, just based on that movie, I had faith that he had the chops to do something different and to play a major asshole supervillain like Lex Luthor. Yeah. And I think, like, we're finally going to get a Luthor that, like, um, ego-wise and, uh, um, you know, evil-wise is going to, you know, going to 
give Superman and even Batman a run for their money. And it's going to be more than, you know, you see that shot of like Superman kneeling before Luthor. I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. And it's like, okay, this is obviously going to be a much more evil Luthor and there's going to be much more at stake than just real estate. Yeah. He was kind of devious in uh, that Now You See Me movie, too. Mm-hmm. It's about magicians and stuff. That's a good movie. Oh, I haven't seen you have a little lady crush on Jesse Eisenberg. I do, a little. I, I dig his little fro. I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> I think people. I think people are just still, are still always just see him as the guy from Zombieland. That's probably where people get yeah. their pennies in a bunch. But, I but I see, mean, Adventureland and Social Network. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, I know, I know <laughs> that one. Yeah, but that's that's my point. Like Social Network is the movie that sold me on his chops and oh, the fact yeah. that, that he could play a Luthor. Excited. Looks good. Totes. But see, I brought up Zombieland so we could try to tie it back to what this podcast is about. <laughs> horror movies. So maybe we should move on to tonight's topic. What do you think, guys? Okay. <laughs> so hospital sure. horror movies. I want to throw this uh, question out there first. You know, we have we kind of had our, our list of, of, of movies that we can talk about on this episode. Um, but... I want to ask the question of everybody, what is their favorite scene in a horror movie that takes place in a hospital? So it doesn't have to be a hospital-centric movie like the movies on the list, um, just just a particular scene. And I can start it off by saying that hands down, my favorite scene that takes place in a hospital in any movie is the scene in Dead and Buried, where there's a guy that's in a full-body cast... And so he can't move at all. Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah. And the nurse comes in with this hypodermic needle and shoves it into his eye. So he's fully awake when this is happening, too. And he just shoves it right in his eye. So disturbing. And it's, it, it, is the, it is the highlight. It, the movie's great. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, that's like the iconic moment of that whole film. Is the uh, needle in the eye. So awesome. Gross. Yeah, it is. No, awesome. Gross. <laughs> so, uh, Terry, what about you? What would be your favorite scene that's taking place? Why do you always go to me first? Because um... your face is always first on the uh, Skype. <laughs> what? We're um... not in the same room together, guys? What? Uh, oh, oh. Um, uh, um, well, the first one that really comes to mind is... Uh, the hospital scene from like Planet Terror. I don't know why that one comes to mind, but oh, good one, yeah. It's a good scene and with it's, Josh it's a Brolin scene. and yeah. It's a what scene? I didn't hear it's, you. It's a lengthy scene, so you got a lot yeah. of like hospital gags going on in that. Oh, for sure, and there's lots of gore going on and zombies and needles and goddamn zombies. <laughs> it's good. It's good. There's some good. You know, eating your brains, gaining your knowledge. That's, that's good. Yeah, and it's another movie that's got hypodermic needles into the eyeballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's stop talking about that now. We might get a lot of that with this topic. <laughs> Maybe. That's where they keep them in the Gross. hospital. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant in the eyeballs. That's oh. where they keep them. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Dustin, what about you? Favorite scene from a horror movie that takes place in a hospital? Um, you know, I have to say the remake of The Blob. I love it when they take that uh, homeless guy to the hospital. Oh, yeah! And uh, it's where the blob really kind of takes form. Mm -hmm. And it swallows her date. <laughs> it just, like, <laughs> yeah. pulls his skin back as it's sucking him into the blob. And the blob's getting bigger. And it's just kind of like the whole the whole start of that movie is with that kill. and you, That's like a kill you see at the end of the movie. Because it's one, it's her date, and he's the, he's the jock. And you expect him to live for... The entire length of the movie, and plus just the effect itself is so fucking badass, and that sets oh, yeah. the tone for the rest of the movie. And plus, it's in a hospital, so that's why I picked that one. So <laughs> that's a great pick. I didn't even think of that one, and I just love that moment when they pull back the sheet on the bum, and he's the whole lower half of his body's gone. Yeah, it's been chomping away. Yeah, and what's exposed has been just like coagulated and like melted together. <laughs> So good. Looks like bubbling cheese on top of nachos. <laughs> it is weird. No. I just want some nachos. Yep. yep. John, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with the very, very split second scene in Exorcist 3 where the nurse walks out of like the room or closet or whatever and then the killer comes behind her with the giant shears. Nice. I mean, you don't even see anything actually happen, but there's that little bit of tension where they, they show the nurse kind of walking around, and then that split second, the thing comes after her, and then it cuts to the next scene. I Oh, I fucking love that. It's so creepy. That is creepy. <laughs> Probably one of the better better scenes from Exorcist 3. I love that movie. Awesome. Jason, what about you? Um, I've been trying to think of something else. Then the scene that I've said a hundred times, but the the sleepwalking scene in the Dream Warriors, Elm Street Three, yeah. just can't. Yeah. The whole scene from mm -hmm. the little puppet Freddy cutting himself down, just the thought of like sleepwalking through this hospital and like no, but you're kind of awake, sort of, but you're not, I guess. But and like nobody can help you. I don't know. It's just fucking awful. And they do a good job of setting that up earlier in the film too by saying he's a sleepwalker and and, and stuff like that. It, yeah, you're right. And like the little marionette Freddy that comes to life and everything. That's some really good stop motion animation in mm -hmm. that. That looked really good. And then of course it's just just my just my favorite shot of that is when his foot steps into oh, yeah. the frame. To this day, it's the grossest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and you see that big old vein. You can just see <laughs> the flesh. Yeah. The yeah. flesh all around the top of his foot just all peeled away and, and opened up yeah, like no, a big we, potato. No. And I'm supposed to be really hungry. I've like <laughs> yeah. referenced nachos and baked potatoes. So uh. happens when you just when you don't when you skip supper to record a podcast. So anyway, um yeah, so Nightmare on Elm Street 3, awesome. That's a good place to start. Yeah. It's the movie that introduced the world to Hypnosil. I was just going to say, <laughs> take their dose. I'm surprised no one's sang the song yet. Mike, There's Q. a song, there's a song Q, about Hypnosil. Dream Warriors? Oh, oh my god. Oh, the oh. song. The, the song. He'll sing it. Dream Warriors. <laughs> Dream no more. Yeah. It's not more, it's mo. 
those highs Woo! all day <laughs> every day <laughs> i'm spent you guys just go i'm <laughs> well what ha- what can be said about dream warriors that we haven't already said i mean john do you have input i don't know if we've ever talked about dream um, warriors with you on it's i mean it's definitely one of my favorite ones in the series um, I'm trying to think. Well, the the classic line, "Welcome to primetime, bitch." Oh, yeah, so good. It's it's it's, good. it's it's the the movie, and even really that line. That's when Freddy starts to get a sense of humor, yeah. like really show a sense of humor that mm-hmm. a lot of people end up hating. But I don't know. I kind of like the goofy Freddy later on in the series, but Hell it yeah. starts to oh, come through. Yeah. Even though that scene is not funny. No. It's fucking scary as fuck. But Well that's the thing too. Like he had the he had the punchy one liners in that movie and that well, I guess it started in two. You got the body, I got the brains. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Necessarily comedic. But no, I mean but even in three where it was even just even more jokey, I still thought Freddy was still pretty dark and scary. Oh but, it's definitely. super dark. Yeah, and he was but Three was the first one I ever saw too. Mm. So Same. my introduction to Freddy was part three. But I th- I think it's one of all the films. I think it's uh, maybe the one with the best writing. Like just the story is so what? fucking cool. Well, yeah, because Wes Craven wrote that one, right? No. Well, he I... wrote a he a wrote trap. a treatment. Even yeah. uh, what's his walking dead guy. But Darabont, Darabont, I, Darabont worked on it, it and um, Chuck Russell, yeah. tying back to uh, the Blob, by the way, because I thought that he was. I thought that Craven was the main writer on on three, or like he did. Yeah, he at least had the, like the first major draft yeah. of it or something. Yeah, I don't know if he even did a full draft, but I, I mean, I know he it was. It says involved. he's uh, credited uh, for the story, Wes Craven for yeah. writing. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even still, though, like, well, I if feel he like... want, if we, he wanted to, he could get a he could a, get a story credit for all of the <laughs> Nightmare movies. Well, because but... it was his original story. I've seen that before. I've on seen the... like, but on the Never Sleep Again documentary, like they even talked about how he came back and did the script for that. Like, yes, yeah. I remember this. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> the story was so fucking cool. It, it, it's good, yeah. For it sure. was a really good story and probably helped save the franchise, too, because yeah, really... two, cause two immediately jumped the shark on things as far as the Freddy lore and, and whatnot. So three did a great job of tying it back to oh yeah the part roots. one yeah, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. the very root of all of it you got With nancy back and hell yeah other people you can't remember names of <laughs> you know and, those guys you know <laughs> her dad her dad mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think this was like the first one too that was starting to hint at like freddie's background because you got the ghost, you got the ghost nun. Yeah. Shows up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just his mom. But I don't know. Did it come out in three or was it four where they introduced the phrase 
bastard son of a thousand maniacs. Was I it thought three? that was four. Was it yeah. Four? I feel like that was probably four. I can't remember. That fucking bitch nurse in three. God. Oh, yeah. And I remember... <clears throat> I remember the first time I wa ever watched Nightmare on Elm Street, really not knowing much about Nightmare on Elm Street, I thought she had something to do with it. Oh, yeah. Like, through, halfway through the movie, I was convinced <laughs> this nurse was going to somehow be involved with the whole Freddy thing. Like, maybe she even was Freddy. I didn't know. But, uh, <laughs> but if you watch it, especially with no context, watch oh, yeah. it. That, that nurse does everything wrong. She does everything that plays right into Freddy. Freddy's plan. <laughs> and Lawrence Fishburne, early Lawrence Fishburne performance there. Yeah, yeah, as the Fishburne. orderly. Yeah. Or nurse or whatever. I just, I just loved. It's like and it's like a superhero group, or it's just the ensemble cast, the ragtag group of kids. Yeah. I'm a sucker every time. It's good. Yeah. I'm a wizard. <laughs> you sure are. Yeah, wizards attack from not right up next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like rule number one of wizard school. You get to wizard from afar. Exactly. Dumbass. Yeah, that was that was a dumbass. Like, like you deserve that one. Every time I watch it, I'm like, it's your own damn fault. You ran up there. Like it's the whole point of having magical powers. I know. Idiots. <laughs> He's got powers, but they only work about a about a foot out from him, yeah. his body. So he has not a, a lot of not a lot of protection. <laughs> yeah. Foot range, worst wizard ever. He was just overly excited to have use of his legs. That's what yeah. it was. He got to run for last time. I'm running. <laughs> I'm running, I'm and I have magic. Didn't matter. Freddy's a better wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kincaid is going to be at Crypticon. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, yeah. Oh, sweet. Super so, excited. Get to hear his high voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Freddy! I'm bad. <laughs> Freddy? Yeah. Kincaid, don't, don't do that to the chair. That was my favorite ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. So good. Very good, and I and it's probably one of my favorite ways of dispatching Freddy at the end too. Out of yeah. all of the like, this is how we stop Freddy. Um, I think three is probably my favorite one. It's just a smart idea. Let's let's bury the bones and and bless it with holy water and whatnot. Yeah. 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 You get a penis monster, Freddy. This is just, it's the perfect Elm Street. <laughs> Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Patricia Arquette. Who did Other not people. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Oh, and that chick that was in that other Nightmare on Elm Street movie, Bad Dreams. Oh, wait. <laughs> Are you trying to segue? Uh, <laughs> Did it work? Sure. Um. <sighs> I was going to tell you how upset I was when Nancy died, but I guess I won't. Well, tell me how upset you were when Nancy died. I was really upset. So anyway, so Dream Warriors. So spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Nancy dies. 
Oh, they all know. Everybody knows. But she comes back in New Nightmare, kind of. Oh, yeah. Not really. Which sort of. is awesome. Meta Nancy well, comes back in yeah. New Well, there's Nightmare. another great hospital scene. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Why did <laughs> oh, I see yeah. that one? Why didn't you, Terry? I don't know. I love that scene. What scene is that again? Where he pulls the babysitter. Yeah, he pulls the babysitter. It up on the ceiling and... Reminiscent is, of the first one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that was the first uh, Nightmare movie I ever saw, and that scene is the one that I have remembered since I was a child, Ooh. terrifying me. That just, that still blows me away. I just, I can't even wrap my head around, because, like, I, <laughs> I understand my preconceived notions of where Freddy was by watching part three first. You so when I go back and watch version. part... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... You watched the one where that's a completely opposite of every, well, not, I wouldn't say opposite, but completely different from completely what came different. Before. Freddy, yeah, yeah. So that I had still, to but really. I'm still Team Freddy, though. I mean, and that's great. Yeah, me like not like him for any reason. Like, in fact, yeah. I I generally prefer the cheesier Freddy, you know, '80s Freddy, but. I, I love New Nightmare. Oh, so good. So good. So, we sh- I, actually, I don't want to segue to Bad Dreams, because we talk about how we always we bring up a lot of the same movies over and over again, and Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 is definitely one, and it was said before, what new can we talk about? I have something new we could talk about. Let's talk about Robert England's um, uh, Q&A at Crypticon in Des Moines. <laughs> or... Or not Crypticon. Or Comic-Con. That's what I said. Um, I'll edit it. That's a... Thank you. Just Comic-Con. So cut that out and place that over top. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so anyway, so at Comic-Con in Des Moines, his uh, Q&A, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, while we were watching that, I leaned over to Mike... Sorry, outside. Uh, while we were watching that, I, I leaned over to Mike and I go, you know, I would expect Robert England to not have a moderator at, like, Crypticon, but at Comic-Con? I mean, he's in this huge, huge space. It's just massive. And there are tons of people there. And he's just up there like a, a stand-up comic, just taking questions and and Long answering time. them, and he's just he's just as fluid as anybody I've ever seen. He didn't even need a moderator. He was so no, good. did not need a moderator at all, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was great. Like, I went into that room expecting to hear the same stories I've heard a thousand times, and I learned things, which was awesome. Like, yeah. I didn't know... I didn't know that Phantom of the Opera was supposed to be a two-picture deal where they were they had planned a sequel if the movie would have if the movie would have succeeded more better. Yeah, going to do a sequel and the sequel and I love how he just like went into detail about what the script for the second movie was. You know how it was supposed to take place in modern times and he was living under the city and he takes on a new assistant that goes up and gets him things and stuff like that and then he hears the voice and starts that whole thing over again you know awesome that was awesome and then the um the reason why i brought it up when he was talking about the nightmare stuff and the uh 
Was it did was it the one was it the uh, treatment that he had for a script or was it just like the un the never made nightmare script that was like supposed to be a prequel? Uh, I don't remember. I thought it was that. I mean, it was just a script that was passed around. That just never got made. Where it was a prequel, yeah. where it was about the trial of Freddy and. And people dealing with this this evil guy doing these evil things, living in this town and getting, and the dirty lawyers getting them off and all that stuff, which would have been cool. That'd have been a really cool thing to see. Um, because especially if it was like not Freddy centric, you know what I'm saying? Like he is, he again is like the antagonist of the whole thing, and and don't see him as you know see him. Only in like chunks, like you do in like Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street, or even in Three. Like Freddy's not in it a ton, you know. As long as they did it that way, and it wasn't a movie that was just following Freddy around for an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it'd been cool. Yeah, but a really really cool Q and A. I'm trying to remember some of the other things he talked about. Well, what was so interesting about that Q and A is that he, when he did tell, talk about the Phantom of the Opera sequel, he told us the story front to back with complete ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. he knew that we were never gonna see it. It was never gonna, you know, it, that time has long since gone, and he just went ahead and told us the entire movie, how it would play out, and with the ending. And I thought that was awesome. I figured not a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people in the room, but not he probably hasn't told that story a lot. I don't think that's on the tip of everyone's tongue for questions to ask, um, yeah. you know, with that series. Yeah, exactly. And, and all those questions, he he just gave those great details to and just told these stories and just passionate about what he's talking about. And that was that's just awesome, too, just the, the passion he puts behind those stories. So I could I could live without a Phantom of the Opera sequel. If the substitute for that was sitting in a room and listening to Robert England <laughs> basically read me the script from his memory, you know? right? Yeah, yeah, that was really neat. So yeah, so that was cool. Do you, Jason, you remember anything else from that Q and that Q and A? Because oh, as no. I even talk about it now, it fades from me. But... Not at all. I just remember sitting there going, "Oh my God, it's Robert England." <laughs> I'm in the same room. Uh, he looked yeah. at me. Cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. No, but I did think of another scene that's not in any of the movies that we're talking about. It's not a hospital movie. Okay. But it's a badass bitchin' scene that I know you love too, but in the new Crazies with the pitchforking in the beds. Oh, yeah. It's been so long. I, can barely, I don't remember that much about the Crazies. I'll have to watch it again because it's been so long, but... Yeah, 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 the pitchfork in the you don't in the beds. That was in a hospital. <laughs> yeah, they were they I'm were, trying to put it they, together. Didn't they start hiding under one bed and then like they just started pitchfork is it my thinking of the right movie? I don't know. I remember that in the remake. Um, yeah, that's what I'm talking that's about. What talking okay, about, yeah. all right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fucking scary and awesome. Well, aren't the people hiding in the bed, and they yeah. kind of just going through like everybody who looks like they're still alive, and just pitchforking them? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Now I need to watch the crazies again. 
Yeah. You know, non-horror related, you could do um, Spider-Man, Dr. Ox scene, which we've talked about recently, but that scene (laughs) is is a horror scene in a non-horror movie. It's a scene. It's a scene from Evil Dead, just without deadites and <laughs> yeah. ash in it. Because, because cinematography wise, it's a freaking Evil Dead scene. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. So moving on. So talking about movies that take place in a hospital. Uh, Terry. What one do you God want to bring damn it, up? Mike. Didn't I just tell you? <laughs> He's starting over. To not pick me first. Ugh. Jason went first with Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Ha ha. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, I watched several. Um, hmm. Which one do I want to talk about? Maybe, Terry, I always pick you first because I know you bust your butt. You work really hard to do the research for the episodes by watching all these amazing movies. I, I, try, I tried to watch quite a few this time. Um, how about we talk about the Grave Encounters movies? Both Sweet! Of them. Yeah, let's I, do that. I finally watched, I watched two a, a couple days ago, so I've seen both of them. Awesome. What'd you think? What'd you think? What'd you think? Of the second one? Did or you only first. wait? Well, I, I don't, start where you wherever you want to start. I don't care. <laughs> well, we've talked about the first one before, yeah. um, and we were both kind of you know I I really enjoyed the first one, yeah. And I hadn't seen the second one, and it's very it's very meta, and yeah. it's very I don't I really enjoyed it though. I mean the ending was kind of eh, but. I, I don't know yeah. How it ends. <laughs> well, I well, don't want ha- have for other podcasters here. Has anyone else seen either of the Grave Encounters movies? No, no. Nope. I I remember that after we talked about it the first time. I'm like, oh man, I really need to see these movies, and I did not see those movies. So I freaking lo- I freaking love them, and I wish they would make. A third one, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, they could keep going with this franchise, and I'd be fine with it. Yeah, they can. They And they've set it up to the point where they can, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you could, you could, oh, you could tell so many great stories in that hospital. But I think I know what you're saying. I can't remember exactly how two ends, but there's a, there's a few moments that kind of, um, that kind of bug me a little bit, like, that kind of takes away from... I mean, just the first movie is so awesome because it's just so... Once you reach that moment in the movie, because they just talk about how, like, you know, we'll just wait it out till dawn, we'll get out of here, blah, 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 blah. And once you realize... Once you realize they can't... Not only can they not get out of this building, but time doesn't exist anymore. And right. what feel what, what seems like hours have passed have been, like, days has passed, and the sun has the sun never comes up outside and and you're just like fucked and there's just it's just so doomy that there's just there is no getting out of the situation and we have to sure. suffer through these people suffering for another hour once you make that realization and it just it just really gets under my skin it's just like there's no getting out of this there's no yeah. getting out of this and so when in two and that moment happens spoiler alert there's that moment in the second movie where the last guy from the first movie shows up 
and then it just didn't seem as like creepy and scary to me like there's like there's hope you know like yeah. this guy survived there's there, there there's a, there's like a, a a little bit of hope and that kind of lessened it a little bit for me i still love the second movie mm-hmm. but i didn't know if that's maybe kind of where you're going terry with oh yeah the, I, I yeah i totally agree that's when he came back like just yeah that the fact that there was i mean i thought it was cool that there you know that he had been there for so long it kind of plays into that whole loss of time because yeah he thought it had only been nine months where for everyone else on the outside it had been nine years so that plays yeah. into that which was cool mm-hmm. but you know the whole hope of getting out i'm like no what is this they're there forever no one ever gets out that's how it should always be because that's better yeah but and then there was like the whole thing with um how the Hmm. hospital wanted them to complete the film like that that just seemed oh yeah to me but i mean i get it like it was like the hospital craves more people so it's one of them to lure them i get that but it just seemed weird it is a little weird. It gets a little wanky and weird um, with all that stuff in the third act and everything. Because it almost feels like you're just kind of learning more and more about about what's going on in this hospital. But you, you shouldn't. It's that yeah. whole less is scary kind of thing. Exactly. Like, I don't want to know all of this. Like, I just yeah. want to. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and they were able to map out things. Like, it just takes away from the scariness. Like when he was mapping out the pa- at the patterns, like open this door and then close it and then open it again and you're in a different hallway and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> but I guess we should probably, uh, this is a hospital because <laughs> we didn't really explain that for people who have never seen the Grave Encounters movies. Yeah. I guess like the whole premise, the first movie it's a ghost hunting team and their show is called grave encounters and they've gone to this insane asylum slash hospital um, to film an episode because it's supposed to be extremely haunted. And so that's kind of where that ties in. If you were wondering what we were talking about, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> after the fact we just kind of yeah. ran into it because we got so excited but <laughs> yeah that's true I, yeah um I mean, they, I mean they do some really cool things too i think in the second one I, I gotta know though i have to know and it's it's kind of a huge spoiler i think as well um i'm trying to think here uh how i want to say it there's a moment in part two that i don't I don't know if it goes too far, but I liked the scene where, and again, spoiler alert, they get out of the hospital, they go back to the hotel room, they pack their shit up, they go back to the elevator in the hotel, they get in the elevator, they go down, the elevator doors opens up, and they're in the fucking basement of the insane asylum again. Dude! That that was awesome because I, I was shit honest, my pants. I was not expecting that. Like, and I no. knew they they had kind of done. I can't remember what they did in the first one to where something with the elevator. Like they thought that they might be getting out. There was some some sort of play on that, but that one like that was 
crazy. Like it, it created this whole other world for them. Like they were outside of, of the asylum again. Like that yeah. was. Because they're driving what? down the highway. You, you yeah. see them driving down the highway. You see them getting into the hotel, getting into their room. It's just like this huge long scene, and it's awesome because like. You're kind of you're kind of sitting back and breathing a sigh of relief, and you're thinking to yourself, "Okay, where's it going to go from here?" It's yeah. obviously not done, right? It's the movie exactly. can't be over. Yeah. But but, but at the same time, do yeah. You're, you're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable again. You're like, "Okay, they got out. I don't know how they're going to get suckered back into this thing, but they got out, so I can I can relax." And then when the elevator door opens up, I'm just I just tensed up again. I'm like, "Holy fuck! They never did yeah. get out." Yeah, that oh. was that was a pretty creative way to go. Like I didn't see that coming at all. And um and they also like I like the entire setup this of this movie of of the second one anyway, like Yeah, yeah. how it's these online reviews of movies and there's this guy and he's he's reviewing the first movie and he's like, "Oh, it's a crock of shit." blah blah blah. And yeah. then he starts doing research on it. And they really play it to, like, kind of a mockumentary um, fashion, you know, how he's like, oh, well, none of these actors that were in this have ever done anything since. And then he starts looking up all these things, and he's, I thought it was a little strange that he was starting to get, like, messages and, um, like, weird activity electronically, like spiritual activity and things like that i thought that was a little much i was like "Mm, i mean yes this asylum is crazy and there are all these things going on there but how is this happening you know how is he getting these messages from wherever i thought that was a little far-fetched but i still played into it like it still had me interested and i was watching it yeah Absolutely. I mean, I just, I totally just fell in love with these movies. They, they, they hit me on a level that I really want out of horror movies, you know? Yeah. And and, it, and, and the fact that it's found footage style too, just, it says a lot for the quality, you know, because we've discussed it before, not that I have anything against found footage, but there's just been so much of that lately. And then it being a ghost story on top of that. It's like, okay, we've had a ton mm-hmm. of that lately, too. So, you know, are we getting a little bored with this? But then you get these movies, and it's it's so refreshing, and they do such a good job of building tension and really freaking you out with imagery and just creating the sense of... Just, that's just my favorite thing of the whole... of the, both these movies, just that total sense of dread that you yeah. feel while watching these things. Yeah, it's, it's really, just... It's crazy. I mean... And I, I think one of my favorite, like, they have the ghosts, you know, that are good for some good jump scares. And there were some really um, creative ones in the second one. They were a lot, yeah. they were a little different than the first. I think the first movie kind of had scarier ghosts, but um, I really, I've, I just, I love that whole sense of how the walls are always moving and... Mm-hmm. All of them keep closing, like, and they get separated from other people. Like, they try to stay together. One friend gets a few steps ahead, and then the friends behind that person, like, run into a wall, 
and you yeah. can hear the person on the other side of the wall and you're like what the fuck mm-hmm. like that's that's awesome was that in the was it in the second movie where they finally get the doors open but it's just a brick wall on the other side or something like that or was that uh, the first movie? i think that's the first movie oh yeah. okay yeah no it's it's great i i love i really enjoyed both of them and i really i earlier on like the found footage genre wasn't ever really my favorite you know there were a few here and there i was like "Eh, all right you know sometimes they would kind of give me motion sickness because i'm so prone to it but yeah like these movies and like the wreck movies i'm there have been some really solid ones in the genre recently so it's kind of exciting and i hope they do more yeah, absolutely. And one of the things, uh, you know, kind of jumping back to the first one, that they spend so much time in the lobby in the first half of the movie. They did, you, yeah. And and you reach that point where they're like going through the they're going through the hospital, and you, I hit that moment where I'm just like, don't ever fucking leave the lobby. Get your asses <laughs> back to the lobby and don't ever leave there. But what they what they do in both these movies is so great. Is like there is no area that you could be safe in. Like yeah. if you were to pass, if you were to fall asleep in the lobby, you'd wake up and you'd be in some crazy room or something. Yeah. Um, I think again, it's in the first one. One of my favorite scenes is where they they hide in a closet and they fall asleep so they can so they can get some sleep and they pass mm-hmm. out. And when they wake up, I'm trying to remember. Is it, they have the hospital bracelets on. Like all oh, of them have the hospital yeah. bracelets on. And that was a great moment because you're like, oh shit, there's nowhere that's safe. You cannot yeah. hide in this building. Yeah, I know for sure. And one of the things I found kind of interesting in the second one was um, how the ghosts started manipulating, like, the equipment. Like, there were a lot of kind of cool shots. Some of them seemed a little cheesy, but I still really liked them. Like, um, there's a scene in the bathroom where the one kid's going to the bathroom by himself, and um, he gets attacked, and then you just see like a ghost picking up the camera and he's looking in the mirror and there's a scene when they're all sleeping in one room and I think they did that a little in the first one. It's been a while since uh-huh. I've seen it, but Yeah. You know, but you just you have to be careful how much you use those sort of shots because they kind of lose their wow factor if you use them too much, but Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. Awesome. You know the one the one Thing I want to know more about out of this whole thing, and that is the groundskeeper. I want to know more of his story, because this building is the most evil, effed up thing ever. And there's this groundskeeper that takes care of the property and he lets these kids in. Is he in on it? Because like, how has this guy not got sucked into all this nightmare? He's obviously he's got keys to the place. If I had keys to a building like that, I would go in. Yeah. You know? No, like, I would And it feels know... like once you step into this building, there's no getting out. It doesn't matter if... I don't care if you just, like, put one foot in. You're not getting out. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, he was probably hired by some sort of outside company or some whoever owns that building. Like, yeah. there is some sort of outside factor that we are not aware of. Like, someone owns this shit. And they are hiring people to watch over it and not go inside. Like, they leave them, you know, specific instructions to stay away from the inside of this building and just keep everyone out. 
but you know yeah. who's doing that and how are they not trapped inside like they obviously know what evils are there like i feel like there's get there's got to be some other sort of story coming from from the series that involves something like that you know exactly exactly it's just it just seems it's just kind of weird i mean and then what and then what happens the in the in the real world what happens the next day when that groundkeeper shows up and there's and those guys are and there's nobody there those guys are gone like what's he do Does he just put the chain back on it and call it a day you go in and well wow uh, so there are there are forces on the internet do, that do not want to talk let us talk about grave encounters i think it's probably <laughs> the hospital itself is uh, infiltrated our internet and um, is trying to do some wacky stuff because we keep losing everybody. So, well, let's move on from Grave Encounters and talk about something else. John, what about you? What what is what is a hospital horror you wish to discuss? Well, actually, uh, I'm gonna deviate a little bit because I mean I, I like hospital horror, but a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, I already like. I told Jason last night. I yeah. need to bring this up. My dad has a medical museum. <gasps> what? No. He has, and this is awesome, a full human skeleton. Oh, my God. <laughs> with, with perfect human teeth? Perfect-ish. I mean, they're there. But, yeah, he, he has a skeleton. Uh, he's got bleeders, trephanes. He's got... Uh, Embryos and jars. Like That's this awesome. is the kind of stuff that I grew up with. So That's awesome. His I like hospital horror. Has he ever seen what is that sh- what was that showing? Gosh dang it. It was a, it was the like antique shop but it specialized Oddities. Oh, oddities, yes. Yeah. I think he did he he needs to just like have them come out and go Look at it all. Like, he's got some amazing stuff there. But Man. the human skeleton is, like, the highlight. But, I mean, he's got, uh, let's see, some Civil War uh, medical instruments. Cool. Like a bone saw that looks like it has rust on it, but uh, it's probably not rust. <laughs> um, wow. He's also got, and this is, this is actually one of the coolest things he has, too. And I actually called him to uh, verify information. He has a cabinet. It was used by a doctor. It was built in like the 1870s, and he also has the doctor's journal. The the doctor would just write like, "I saw so and so at home. I saw so and so at home," but it's so old. He the doctor actually wrote, "A Lincoln shot." Oh day, wow! The, yeah, the ah. day that the news was released to you know that time period. So my dad's got some. Uh, pretty cool stuff and some you know fairly disturbing things in his collection that's so awesome. yeah unfortunately it's like three and a half hours away from me <laughs> so oh. it's, it's a bit of a drive but uh he likes showing it off to people so Man, road we, trip it, it just may ha- exactly that's may have to be a road trip someday oh man. you guys would love it. it there's so much stuff there what would you say okay what would you say is the weirdest thing in his collection Ooh, weirdest thing. Well, the bleeders are pretty fucked up. I mean, yeah. you know, those little boxes, you hit the button and blades pop out. Uh, but I, 
honestly probably the embryos that are in jars. I'm, I'm trying to remember how many there are. There's maybe like six of them. <laughs> but he, yeah, I mean, and I don't even know how old those are. I don't even know if he knows how old they are because a lot of the stuff he either purchased or was donated to him by, you know, families of old doctors. They're just like, here you go. We don't know what the fuck you fucking do with this. <laughs> no, you, you like this stuff. You take it. So, so yeah, have... embryos. Embryos. Awesome. Are they considered, like, brothers and sisters or? Hell, I might as well name them. <laughs> that was um... Jimmy. How did your dad get into this? Um, he's actually a doctor. And oh, okay. Beyond that, I'm not really sure how he started collecting. I think it just kind of was one of those things. He was just, you know, being a doctor, he was interested in old medical stuff. And it just went from there. And then he finally acquired enough that he's like, I need a place to put it. <laughs> <laughs> so in a town of like 500 people, he's got a little museum that's in an old restaurant. And I mean, it's it's... It's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember because he's been collecting for probably over 30 years. But So when you said museum, I mean, like, I just, because of oddities, I just envisioned, like, his den is all decorated. But no, he actually <laughs> has a he actually has a building. It's, it's a small restaurant, like a yeah. former restaurant. So, I mean, you walk in and it's just the walls are lined with stuff. There's stuff in the middle, but you can, like, just kind of walk around the, the, the back section where the kitchen was. I think is mostly books, old books at this point. Um, My yeah. question is, why is it a former restaurant? Like, turn that shit into a real restaurant. <laughs> yeah, make like, an attraction. It'd be, like, it'd be like a creepy version of our Dr. Gitwell's here yeah. in town. <laughs> um, I'll yeah, the bloody burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sent me some p pictures last night, and it looked fucking awesome. It's like, it's legit. Sounds sweet. Because like people are like, seriously, a museum? I'm like, yeah, he, well, he's got to do something with this stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a big enough collection he can't keep it at home in any capacity. Holy shit. Wow. So I'll, I'll send you some pics at some point. That's awesome. But, but yeah, the skeleton. I've told my dad. I mean, I love my dad to death. But I've said, when you die, I don't want money. I don't want anything else, but I want that fucking skeleton because, God damn it, it's been in my life for like 30 years. Like, that's going home with me. It's practically you. an uncle to you. It's, it is my or aunt. I think it's a woman. So that is my oh. aunt. That's Aunt Bessie, and she's coming home with me and staying in the glass case. <laughs> oh, that's too cool. Illegal or not. Yeah. I don't care what we have to do. She's coming home with me. Uh, well, and that was going to be my next question. What was what's your favorite piece? But it seems obvious that it's the skeleton. <laughs> it's definitely the skeleton by far. When he got it, they his uh, nurses actually uh, put it in his chair and put like a hat on it and kind of dressed it up a bit. <laughs> like it was gone. Oh yeah, humiliated it. Yep. So yeah. It's back to haunt you. It'll <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> degrade that motherfucker. <laughs> and that restaurant goes all grave encounters on you. you know? Yeah. I'm never going to get out. Yep, that's right. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's my friends. That's really cool. Man. Nah, that's all I can think about. <laughs> Man. See, you know, and that was the thing. Like, I watched that oddity show, and I just, like, I kind of want some of this stuff. And I don't have anything. I mean, all mine is just, like, collectible stuff you know i don't have any actual real 
oddities. Yeah, probably the most fucked up thing is like Justin Beam gave me his um, dirt from Ed Gein's grave that he has in a jar. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he gave that to me. And I've been debating on where to display it in the house. <laughs> That's a good conversation piece. I know, yeah, right? Totally. Why do, you, why do you have a jar full of dirt? I'm like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> why is actually, it next to actually, the... Actually, it might not be a good conversation piece. It's Ed Gein's uh, grave dirt. Oh. Who's Ed Gein? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> why you is like it... Nipple belts? <laughs> Why is it sitting on to on a shelf next to an old trapper keeper with an old man's face on it? Uh, <laughs> I don't still have my trapper keeper. The infamous trapper keeper. <laughs> <laughs> no, those trapper keepers didn't even last a full school year. No. What? No, they they fell apart. So well, it didn't help that you know the best way to display pictures on your trapper keeper slice was slice open, slice holes yeah. in the plastic, and then slide them in. But that just was like that's like getting a crack in your windshield. It just grows as time goes on. And when you're using your trapper keeper every day at school, as I pretended to, um, <laughs> eventually those things would just fall apart after six months. You're a fidgeter. Mine, you just mine tore were pretty it. sturdy. I don't know. Maybe I just kept better took better care of my stuff. You used it the way it was supposed to be used. Probably, yeah. Well, I we had five-star, you know, much more uh, high Five, Yeah, hell yeah, five-star. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys had all that 90s stuff. But, but <laughs> was the, that, the puff paint didn't hurt that at all. Is that Lisa's, <laughs> Lisa's, Lisa Frank? Frank? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I did not have Lisa Frank stuff. Uh, Dustin did, though, I'm sure. Oh, I, I know he did. I've seen it. What? <laughs> what? what? Anyway, next. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so hospital horrors. <laughs> so that was my segue to um, Dustin. Um, what? What? Do you, what yeah. hospital horror would you like to discuss? Uh, I'm gonna talk about. I like to talk about a movie that I don't know if you guys have seen or not, but and we don't have to talk a lot about it but and i've only seen it once and i remember it scared the crap out of me as a kid uh it's called body parts and it came out oh, in 1991 shit. never seen yes, it sir. and it i remember it being kind of campy but still gruesome um yeah. it, it's about uh about a guy who loses his arm in a car accident and he gets it replaced um like a transplant from somebody else yeah, uh, a transplanted arm, and it's an arm from a killer, and he starts having visions at night and, and dreaming of, of certain things, and uh, he his arm kind of starts to take control. So it's kind of like an idle hands in the way, but not as 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 silly as that. But no. he comes to find out that more of the body parts from this serial killer have been transplanted to other people, and they're also having the visions. And it kind of comes together as where this person, another person, wants to get all of these body parts back. So they're going and sawing off legs and arms and <laughs> trying. I don't. I can't remember the 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 outcome of of the movie, which is probably good because then I can watch it again and kind of revisit it and, yeah. and and have fun with it. But I think they were they trying to bring back the serial killer and, and bring all his body parts back together that's just the thing like 
okay, this is what I remember of it, and I haven't seen it since, um, since it probably first came out on, on video. So, but I remember that the, the doctor that did the transplants in the first place uh-huh. was working w- it, at the end it comes out that she's either working with or she's in control or something of the serial killer that the body parts came from and so the killer was get, killing everybody to get his parts back so I'm like then why did you do the body part transplants in the first <laughs> place that's the part that like I must be missing I must be forgetting information here because there can't be that big of a plot flub yeah as that without there without it being explained because the doctor is in on it it's all part of somehow of her master plan whatever the fuck that is yeah and that, yeah that's what I don't remember either I remember it being I remember it being really gross uh, as a I also, kid. I also remember the star of the movie. Do you remember who the, who that was? Jeff Fay. Yep. Which is that's why I remember because he was that was the first movie I ever saw him in, and he always stood out to me. Yeah. Wasn't he Lawnmower Man or? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. Lawnmower Man. He's mm-hmm. in uh, Death Proof and. Yep. Uh, Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Yeah. I see, I don't, he might not be in Death Proof. He might just. Yeah, be he's in Planet Terror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like his casting in Planet Terror, obviously, like any of those guys that are in Planet Terror is because that they were established, you know, they're like an they're like an icon from the genre. Right, yeah. And I only ever remember Fahey from Lawnmower Man and Body Parts. So yeah. I'm like, is yeah. that is those two movies that iconic in his filmography? I guess. I'm looking at his he list. He was in Machete. Right because well. But again, the- yeah, that's just like yeah. Because he was established, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's take a look at his repertoire. Uh, <laughs> boy, nothing really stands out. He was in Wyatt Earp, but that's not a horror film. Yeah. And the other thing I remember, um, there's another actor in it that wasn't a name, but is a name now, that was one of the body part recipients, but I can't remember who that was. But I remember the Brad body Boris part. It. Oh, that's who it was. That's who he definitely was a name then. He's yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. So Brad Dorf is in it, and he plays the artist. Uh-huh. He's like this artist guy that gets an arm, and he becomes like a super artist when he gets the arm. Like he, he his paintings are selling left and right, so he's becoming really successful. And then there's like an athlete guy who gets a leg. And yeah. his career takes off too because he's got this leg. But poor Jeff Fahey. All he is is like, I think a teacher or something. I can't remember exactly what his profession was. And his life's going to shit because of this arm. Like everyone else is like, you know, reaping the benefits of their new body parts. But like, he's like choking his kid and slapping his wife yeah, with this yeah. like arm and like. Well, <laughs> what's the Brad Dorf though? He what he's painting is what he sees is what um, Jeff oh, Fahey's that- dreaming. That's right, and, yeah. And it's like murderous stuff. So and I think that's why he's successful. But I don't think he's like, I don't think he's enjoying it though. I, I, I thought I remember him. It's just like he's kind of tortured by it. They're all kind of tortured by their trans. They're kind of tortured by it, but it, but they're reaping benefits from it. But Jeff yeah. Fahey's like losing his family and like <laughs> his career, even though it, it, the arm doesn't play into his career. I don't remember exactly what his, what his career was. 
Yeah, this would definitely be a good one to revisit. I think it's just you know hard to find, or you know I never see this ever anywhere, like in a in a cheap bin or for rent. It's kind of just been swept under the rug. I think I used to even have the poster for this movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only scene that really stands out in my mind is I remember, like Jeff Fahey tracks down the other body part recipients, and they like at least two of them, like the athlete guy and Brad Dorf. And they hang. They have a couple scenes where they hang out in a bar together and talk about, you know. And Jeff A. He's trying to get them on their side. Like, no, this are, there's something wrong here. Something going wrong. And like Brad Dorf's like, no, my life is awesome now. And the leg guy's like, yeah, my life's awesome now too. And then, but then you know they get to the heart of it, and you know and there's some yeah. darker things here too. But like some rednecks start messing with him in the bar. And the body parts all on all three guys just like lose control and beat the shit out of these rednecks. So like, so like the guy that gets the leg is like doing some hardcore karate kicks uh, <laughs> on these rednecks, and it's like super powered karate kicks. I'm like, was this like Jason Voorhees' body parts? Because <laughs> yeah. these guys are like flying through the air, and like when they're getting like punched by the the arms, it's like it's like way over the top. It's like, is the was the serial killer superhero, or <laughs> did it just because of the transplant to turn him into superhero body parts? So what's happening here? I don't know. It could but be. I, yeah, I remember it being a fun movie. I don't know why it's faded into oblivion like it did, but. Well, it looks like I just found it on Amazon Instant Video to rent for two ninety nine. Nice. Cool. So it's not going to break the bank to, to watch it if you want to see it. If you get the hair up your butt, Dustin, decide to watch it again. <laughs> um, on a future episode, you'll have to uh, give us an updated review. I, I definitely will. Yeah. Good pick. I had forgotten so I forgotten that movie altogether. Awesome. Uh, Jason, what about you? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, that's right. That was you. <laughs> oh. Well, then I'll go back to John, because he didn't really pick a movie. He just... <laughs> Damn it! Can't get out of it. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 3? All right, fine. Whatever. I'll just start throwing <laughs> movies out there. Um, I know I know. Terry's really excited to talk about one of the movies that oh, I made her watch. Oh, God, recently. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> and it's it's Don't. a classic piece of cinema called Don't Look in the Basement. Fuck <laughs> that. Like, as in it's bad, or... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Sounds bad. You were not our last episode, John, but we were talking about Christopher <laughs> Lee... And Mike was all freaking out about Horror Express. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe no one else has seen this. And so then the other night, last night even, <laughs> I was like, well. I start fine. giving her sh- shit on, online again. Yeah, because it. it's on Hulu, so he knows that I can watch it. So he's like, the real question is, can has Terry watched Horror Express yet? And I'm like, well, no. I was trying to study up for this movie, so I'm like, well, I can watch Horror Express, or I can watch Don't Look in the Basement. <laughs> and so he was just being Mike, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm gonna watch Don't Look in the Basement, because 
It's for our episode. And I should have watched Horror Express. <laughs> yeah, as soon as she told me she was about to watch Don't Look in the Basement, I'm like, all right, that's fine. You don't have to watch oh Horror Express. Oh, my God. I, ugh. So, Terry, tell us about what is Don't Look in the Basement? What is this movie? Uh, well, <laughs> you've got this uh, asylum of sorts. It's more like just a house. Yeah, let's be serious. It's just a it's house. A house. <laughs> it's a house. Um, God, I don't... Honestly, I didn't even pay attention to half of the movie. It was so bad. Um, you've got, like... Well, there's, there's this nurse who, who's applied for this nurse. job. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Well, well, there's the new nurse, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, because the movie kind of revolves around her. That's, she, that's true. It starts with her and ends with her, so so she's applied for this job at this hospital, and yeah, and she gets it, and the and um, you know, <laughs> the doctor's got some the the was it yeah was there only really just her and the doctor, or was there other people other? Well, there was like the one other older nurse was like. Pretty much all I remember. I guess there was a doctor too, wasn't there? God, I didn't even. It, well, oh. yeah, there was a doctor, but then the head lady, the one that was just like she was pretty much the only one there. Yeah. Like, yeah. how is she not murdered by all of these other patients? Like, I don't even, I don't even know. And then but there's. Then, oh, go ahead. There's just like there's not a lot of other patients. They're just. Oh like about my four God. or five of them, right? Yeah, I'd say there's there's one who's got like a fake baby doll that she thinks is a real baby. There's one who constantly wants to have sex with anything and anyone. There's one who's like a Where's this hospital at? <laughs> there's one who's like a sergeant or thinks he was an oh, ex military yeah. guy. Every, he just he's just lost in World War whatever cuz yeah. everything is like army to him. Um, there's just one random crazy guy that does whatever he wants and fucks with people, and I don't, it's just a strange array of characters. Oh, and there's an old woman, too. Can't forget the old lady. What about the, what about the, what about the crazy guy that ends up chopping up the nurse with the, with the axe? The old nurse. Uh, oh What's yeah, there was another one. Wait, 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 didn't they refer, cause like... It's like he didn't ever really say or do much, but then there's just that moment where is he chopping wood? Maybe I may even get mixed up with Friday Thirteenth Part Five. But there's uh, <laughs> for some reason he had an axe and he took he uh, killed the old nurse with it. I don't. Didn't they refer to him as the judge or something? That doesn't. I don't know if that sounds right. Maybe not. Maybe not. I I honestly don't like. I stopped watching. Like it was in my background because I could I could not. I could not watch it. It was so bad. And not good bad. Like, just bad. <laughs> I was like, why did I do this? <laughs> oh. Because it's, so, it's on YouTube, so I was watching it on YouTube. Yeah, the, the movie is public domain, so you can easily find it anywhere. Dear God. I think it's also known as The Forgotten or something. Yeah. It's got a yeah. couple ti- couple alternate titles, yeah. I think there are even a couple of different full versions on YouTube, so there's multiples to yeah. you, if you feel like it after this conversation. I think you uh, should. <laughs> it's just... 
Oh, it is just so, oh my god, it's such awful acting and just filming in general. It's it's, just... It's very, very low budget. They obviously didn't invest in any sound equipment. They didn't hire real actors. They didn't even get a location. It's obviously just some dude's house. Yeah, Um, obviously. Very obviously. Jason, to give you a little frame of reference, do you remember the, um, the old Insane Asylum commercial I made about our discount card? And I used footage from some crappy old movie where guys axing the woman in the back because she didn't have a discount card. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the footage from Don't Look in the Basement. Nice. So sorry, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not recommended. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> I mean, yes. may, maybe yes. if it was like a, a you know, a riff tracks you know friends party like you're just sitting there making fun of it i could see potential but by yourself actually trying to watch it no this no. sounds like my new favorite movie <laughs> no. it's pretty amazing like and mike what, <laughs> what are let's, you doing? let's just let's let's move on let's <laughs> but what about the what job. about the awesome twist ending terry the twist ending. well don't spoil it yeah, John might actually go watch it. Yeah. You will not you see guys, this. I'm out of here. I'm going to watch this. You will the, not see this the, ending coming, even though you figured out within literally the first five seconds. Of the yeah, it's just, no. No. Because every... <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Maybe it was really thought out, Terry, because everything you everything you questioned about the motivation of anybody in this movie gets answered by the reveal at the end. Like... How come there's only two employees at this stupid hospital? You know, how come the the woman that runs this hospital is like so mean and makes crazy decisions? Why, why is this nurse get killed and no one ever, no one seems to address it? You know, it all comes back at the end. Yeah. Uh huh. <clears throat> so that's don't look in the basement. Um. Another great recommendation here on Attack of the Killer podcast. <laughs> Two thumbs down. Wrong. <laughs> Not unanimous. I am so going to watch that this week. Yay! Oh, Y'all have to let me know what you think. I'm probably going to hate it, but it kind of sounds like my... my it, it, has, it has potential for movie party awesomeness, but no. I do not recommend watching it alone. I'm so going to watch it alone now. Oh, God. Talk to myself throughout the whole thing. Like, why isn't anybody <laughs> laughing at my jokes? Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. It's just me. <sighs> Son of a bitch. So, so Jason. Uh, yeah. Uh, on my way home, I thought of another title. Okay. That didn't make it on the list. Okay. See No Evil 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Right? That is a good right? one. Yeah. yeah, and oh. something a little more current, even, right? Yeah. yeah. So you've seen it too, John, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What did you think of it? Here's the thing. For I'll set this up a little bit, John, for you. Jay, Jason and I watched it together. I bought it on Blu-ray, and I still haven't never seen the first movie. To be honest, with I have, no, I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was maybe I hoping. You, okay, I was maybe no. hoping you could put a little perspective on it, but. I, I, the main reason why I wanted this movie and, and own it on Blu-ray, uh, why I made the blind blind buy, 
is because it was directed by the, the Soka sisters, and exactly. I am fans of those two, and will watch anything that they do now. So, is that was that you, your reason for e- checking out the second one? Exactly. Cool. I I love American Mary. Yeah, I know. That that is such an amazing film. It's one of my what? favorite movies of the last well ever. I just love that movie. Yep. That's kind of hospitally, sort of. I. I'm oh, gonna yeah. say this right now, yeah. and I'm gonna. Sure, she was... I'm gonna catch a lot of flack for this. I Uh-oh. think that the Soska sisters, as much as I love them, shot their wad with American Mary, and everything from then on down, it's just gonna be downhill. Like I like See No Evil Two for what it is; they do a good job, but I think they're gonna constantly do stuff that somebody else wrote, and it's just not gonna. I don't know. It's just not going to be worth my time. Well, I don't know. Who knows? I mean... It's, it is early in their career, but so far, uh, they're, they're not batting a thousand or whatever. I'm not a sports guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, I didn't mind it either, but the movie does have its problems. Um, oh, yeah. and, it, and, it's, and it's pretty generic, which is kind of one of the reasons why I just enjoyed the movie, because it's like, okay, it's just a slasher film. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not trying to do anything new. It's not. It's not force feeding me any new perspectives or any new take or, or like you know, ham fist ham fisting in a twist ending or anything like that. It's just a slasher. If this would yeah. have came out in 1983, I probably would think it's one of the best movies ever made. But so so I appreciate it for just being a straight slasher, you know. But yeah, yeah, there are problems with the movie. Um, Especially coming from the people that made American Mary, yeah. So I don't know. You, you can blame you can blame that it's maybe that it's the script and not their fault. Um, but at the end of the day, too, there's like performance choices that I feel were maybe the fault of the directors. And I, in case in point for me, I'm a huge fan, huge crush on um on american on american mary yourself uh i can't think of her name right now that's how much i love Catherine her. Anyway, isabella Catherine isabella i couldn't stand her in <laughs> Cena weevil too she's she, just she's kind of annoying i mean it, the whole sex scene was just obnoxious the whole her whole performance was obnoxious and it was yeah. way over the top and i know what it was because i i'm a director i've been there done that where like you know, she gives this she gives this crazy performance. It cracks up the Soka sisters, so they just let her go. That's what it's got to be, right? Because that's happened to me on my own films. I get an actor that's really funny, and and they make me laugh, so I just let them do their thing. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I made a horrible mistake, because <laughs> cause it's because the whole performance doesn't even really fit into the movie with the rest of the characters. Yeah. So, that's my impression. Anyway, I'm not saying that that's exactly what happened. If the Soka sisters are out there listening and yelling at me right now. <laughs> that's not what happened. They're going to punch us in the face now. It's like, oh, shit. And they probably could. And I'd let them. I would let them, yeah. I, would. <laughs> I, lo- I love them. But... I, do. I really do, too. And, and it's... it's it's kind of sad to say it is based on one movie, you know, because um, I still have not seen Dead Hooker and um, 
was it was Dead Hooker in the Trunk? Yeah, that's a fun movie. It it Is shows it? promise. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. I mean, it's cheap on Amazon. They're you know, yeah. they're good ish in it. I mean, it's they were young and it was their first movie. I mean, acting and directing and writing and everything. So you know, yeah, it's but, it's good for what it is. But at the same time, I I know it. I know like I also respect them for the projects that they do choose because they are they are admittedly huge wrestling fans. So the idea of getting to work with with the WWE Federation and and working with Kane um, was exciting for them. So they mm. jumped at the opportunity to do the sequel, and it's and it's fine, and it's competent. It's it's. It's well made. Oh yeah, you know it's just it says you do expect more out of the people who made American Mary. I've so seen, I, I don't I have not given yeah. up on them at all. I think they still have a lot of amazing stuff to show us. So. I I'm I will always see their stuff. I'm just very leery going into the newer stuff, like their uh, newer movie Vendetta with Dean Cain. I mean, eh, Dean Cain is that out? Yeah, um, at least on video on demand. I don't think it. I think it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray in August, but I don't know. Dean Kane. <laughs> what you guys against Dean Kane? Yeah, it's not. It's not 1998 anymore. That's I just saw Dean Kane at Comic Con. Did, did you? Yeah. yeah. Well, he appreciates that five dollars. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't give him any money. Aww. I looked at him, and he looked at me. And he nodded, so that's okay. <laughs> I didn't give him money, but I gave him a sandwich. He appreciated it. He was hungry. <laughs> but but um, I still haven't seen their segment for uh, ABC's Death 2. Oh, torture porn? That, oh, yeah, that was theirs. Yeah, torture yeah, porn. I still it, haven't seen it, just because I have yet to be able to drag myself to watch ABC's Death 2. The 2, the second one? Oh, it's excellent. I'm not it's, even better, it's better than the first. Yeah. I, I I didn't watch all the segments. I watched certain ones just because of who was involved, and then I watched the Selska Sisters, so I have to oh, watch all of, all of them. But. Pretty good. I was actually blown away by the sequel. Not to get too off topic, but I because I was I wanted to watch it just to say I could I watched it. And then I was kinda like, whoa, this is way better than the first one. No oh, F for fart or anything. Oh. oh my god! Everything's pretty straightforward. Um, straightforward horror, and it, it's it's there's some good stuff on there for sure. Cool. I loved F for Fart. What are you talking about? No. Yeah, but that's not a horror. I mean, it was nothing. Huh. Well, you know what? I'm sure we could find you some more videos like that, Terry. Oh God, let's Call not go internet. into that territory. Might take it a little bit further too. Uh. And Jason, didn't a friend of ours um, direct, like, the after credit sequence for that or something? Uh-huh, Jill 6 was. Oh, nice. So I, I have, to, I have yeah. to watch it at least for, for, um, yeah. for torture porn and for Jill's bit, so. Yeah. I should own it just so I can have Jill sign it for me or something. <laughs> that part's not very long. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> I, I've already heard what it is. So. Okay. It's just, you know, it's cool. I know her. So. Yeah, I'm so happy she got the Supporter. Yeah, supporter. So cool. What? Wait. What? Wait. 
Wait, Wait, what? What What was hospital related that devolved us to ABC's death? Oh, yeah, so you know we will. So, Skis. Yeah, Yeah, you're right, Terry. Uh, Even American Mary, you can kind of tie into the topic, too, because she was training. Surgery and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and she was was going to school to be a surgeon, so. Doctor rape, you know, that. that, Gotta throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God, I love that movie so much. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I saw a trailer of it and was so impressed, I uh, ordered the UK Blu-ray of it before it was even released in the US. Oh, nice. nice. It was all Regent, too, I think. So I was like, hey, yeah, mine. I need that. <laughs> Favorite character in the movie? Mine is uh, the uh, the bodyguard of the guy. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. The big beefy dude. That scene where we're sitting at the table and they're and they're talking. That's like the best scene in the movie. Or or the moment where like uh, you know he's following her out somewhere and says something about like I'm hungry for some. I can't remember the line now. Oh, uh, he was just my favorite character. He's just it was awesome. So yeah, all right. Um, What about... Well, the other huge biggie, the one that everyone always thinks of, you know, is Halloween 2. Yeah, I was was trying to hold off on that as long as we could, I guess. But Halloween 2, Electric Boogaloo. That's that's not it. As, As far as franchise sequels go, and I'm talking franchises, not just Halloween franchises, but Halloween 2 is probably one of my all time favorites. As far as a sequel to a horror movie goes. Because it does, again, I know I've said this a thousand times, but it does the thing that I that I love in a, in a sequel. It starts literally where the last one left off. Yeah. And that does it for me. <laughs> it's all you need. It's all I need, so I'm done. Anybody have anything else they want to say about Halloween too? I didn't get a chance to revisit it to really. It's been a while, a little while since I've seen it, but it's good from what yeah. I remember. There's fire and stuff at the hospital, right? Like I remember that part. <laughs> about, oh um, yeah, at the end, yeah, when things yep. start blowing up, shit. Yep, yeah, that's what I got. Yep. <laughs> One thing that always kind of bothered me about this movie, I love it. Um, I've seen it a hundred times, but <clears throat> the when the first Halloween ends, and Mike, because you said you love how things kind of continue on, uh-huh. when the first Halloween ends, to me, that seems like it's the end of the night. Like, the sun should be coming up at any point. And then the rest <laughs> of the night happens, and there's, like, people still out partying and getting back from parties, and people yeah. haven't gone out to parties yet. So it's kind of weird that the timeline just kind of extends. So so maybe that first one didn't end at the end of the night. Maybe it was more of a, you know, like early evening. I don't know. It just seems like the day, if you if you were to watch them back to back, the day is lasts for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It does, you know, like you said, there's, there's still people in costume going up and down the street. Um, getting hit by police cars when they're dressed like Michael Myers. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, there's even still little kids out because you got the you got the kid and the mom showing up at the hospital, and he's got the razor blade in his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yet, it seems like it is four o'clock or three o'clock in the morning at the hospital because there's like hardly any employees. Yeah, there. that too. <laughs> but it's it's still awesome. It's still awesome. Oh yeah, I love and I, it. And I even like Rob Z- the the beginning of Rob Zombie's Halloween two that takes place in the hospital, and I wish he just would have kept going and it wasn't just some stupid fifteen yeah. minute dream sequence. That's how it should have been. Yeah. I mean, I knew something was up when like she landed in that pit of body parts. I mean, like what hospital has a pit of body parts? <laughs> so I knew something wasn't quite right, but like. I would have accepted it if they never addressed and explained why there's a pit of body parts in a hospital. I'd have been okay with that. It was a much better alternative than what we got for the rest of Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. But we don't need to go there again. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen The Ward, John Carpenter's last movie? Yeah. Yes. I own it and still haven't watched it. What? That's right. <laughs> it's, it's decent it's... it's not a john carpenter movie that's what i've always said about it yeah okay. i i would agree with that like it's <laughs> it's it's a decent movie but i have a hard time envisioning it as one of his movies like it it's, seems like a, such a different style like i don't know okay hey, what's it about um, uh, well, you've got Amber Heard, solid actress. I enjoy her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically centered around, she gets taken into a mental hospital that is inhabited by a bunch of young um, women, or at least the ward that she's in is just younger women. Um, and this ward is being um, terrorized by a spirit. Um, it starts slowly killing them off one by one, and they don't believe them, and blah, 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 and then there's scary, like, old-fashioned asylum treatments, like electric shock and lobotomies and that kind of stuff, and yeah. It's Woo. solid. It's really solid. It's just like it is. If you watched it, you wouldn't be like, "Oh man, John Carpenter's really dialing it in right here." You know, it's, yeah. that, it's that's not happening at all in the film. So don't expect it. And then, then you might enjoy it more than we already did. But yeah, yeah it's okay. definitely it's kind of a psychological game movie. Like there's, they leave sort of things. They leave you guessing. And then they reveal a big secret. And oh my god! Ah. One of those. I don't want to. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to not say thriller. Basically, Mike. <laughs> no, you better not. It's one of those psychological horror horror movies. movies. <laughs> psychological mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Dread. <laughs> Have you seen the word, John? Uh, it has been a while. I saw it once, and I was bored. I just, I don't know. I think I hate. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think Carpenter kind of has lost his touch. I mean, didn't do it for me. Okay. Well, that was in 2010, and 
and then before that was Ghost of Mars. And Ghost of Mars, I laugh at that every time I see that. Yeah. But that, to me, is on par with this Escape from L.A., so, oh. <laughs> so yeah. Well, he he did a good job when he did that uh, Masters of Horror episode, uh, cigarette, cigarette burns. burns. Yeah, I love really that. Fun. Like I thought that maybe he would kind of come back, but uh, not so much. Yeah, cigarette burns was really good, and I don't know. Maybe it was like it kind of feels. It really felt like that Masters of Horror thing was really um, just you know, given given those directors free reign on everything. Yeah. yeah. So who knows with uh, Ghost of Mars? I and mean, that was a studio film, so yeah. he probably got he probably got ass raped there. And who knows who produced the Ward? That he probably you know it's like those guys, those guys like Carpenter, Romero, they just they just don't always play nice with um with us like yeah like studios that are looking over their shoulders. They're grumpy old men. Well, yeah. Well, they were grumpy young men even back in the day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Putting up with uh, studio grumpy geniuses. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? I mean, and maybe and 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 I don't think he and I don't think and and Justin would probably back this up too. I just don't think he has the passion for it anymore that he used to, and that probably has a lot to do with it too. Because this is a guy who's who's given all of us amazing movies that we all love. But has been really pissed on by the business that has supported him, supported him all these years. You yeah, know? like you know, with uh, the whole thing issue and losing that picture deal and just kind of getting blacklisted after that for a while. And it's just like, you know, how do you bounce back from that? You know, we all remember the thing as being an awesome movie and we love it. And it's a classic. He remembers the thing as a completely different experience. So. Well, with, with John Carpenter stuff, as much as I like the movies that he's directed, what I always remember, and what, I mean, I'm sure a lot of other people are the same way, what, what I remember is the music. I mean, I love the oh, movies yeah. and everything, yeah. but I'm a musician, and he, his uh, album that he released, like, last year or whatever, The Lost Themes or whatever, it's amazing. Like, yeah. he, to me, he hasn't lost his touch when it comes to the music. That's good. And that's that's what I really like about his films. I mean, I love the films in general. I mean, they're great films for a reason, but the music is what always keeps drawing me back. Oh yeah, yeah. He should just score movies from here on out. Oh, that would be awesome. It would be very awesome. So yeah, so cool. Um, the Ward. I still probably won't watch it. You guys have not <laughs> convinced me otherwise to watch it's, it. You sh- if you're a completist, which we know you generally to be, you should watch it just because it's a John Carpenter movie. Ah, uh, right. You just <laughs> you only say that because I made you watch Don't Look in the Face. But... You may be correct. <laughs> I also I watched a couple of others. I don't know if anyone else has seen these. I have to bring them up since I watched them specifically for this shit. <laughs> visiting Hours? Did anyone see that? Yes, I love Visiting Hours. It's been a while since... I, I didn't get a chance to revisit it for the show, but it's been, I mean, so it's been a while since... I mean, the main thing it. is it's Michael Ironside yeah. killing He's a bunch awesome. of women. Oh, and there's yeah. also William Shatner briefly, but very, very briefly. You yep. know, I think I own this movie and I've never watched it. It was alright. I think it was released with Bad Dreams. 
through Shout Factory or Scream Factory, I should say. Oh. oh. Could have been. Could have been. That would make sense. That's what it, yeah. Well, uh, I um, kind of see it. You should check it out. I mean, it's it's nothing groundbreaking, and it's and as far as like mixing it into the early '80s slasher theme, it's definitely a watered down slash from that era. Yeah. If you would even really call it a slasher, um, but. Terry, you tell me, does that movie... I mean, it also came out around the same time as Halloween 2. Um, and does it not feel like they saw the success of Halloween 2 and were trying to emulate that in this movie? Wait, what? Repeat the question. I'm sorry. I was, sp- I was totally spacing out. I'm not going to lie. What? I even used what? big words like emulate. and You, I, you did. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, sorry. It's ruined now. It's fine. Clap. Golf clap. Golf clap. Did this kind of seem similar to Halloween too, in certain ways? Um, yeah, maybe a little. It, I mean, it wasn't incredibly solid. Like it was, it was decent. It wasn't something that I would contend. It doesn't have much rewatch value. No, um, not really. But and it, gets, and it gets kind of slow. Where like Halloween two. Halloween yeah. 2 has its, its its slow moments, but that's like atmosphere and pacing and and creating tension and whatnot. And it's like, so Visiting Hours saw that and wanted to try to do that themselves, but just ended up making something just really slow. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty slow. It was definitely something that I sort of tuned out at a certain point, but... It, it kept my attention for the most part. I don't know. There were definitely some good gory scenes, and I, it was, yeah, general slasher. Yeah. I don't really give it much of anything else. It's worth it for Michael Ironside. For sure. Yeah, he did a really good job in it, but I don't think that the rest of the cast supported him well enough to really make it stand out. That's a good point, too, yeah. What else did you watch for this show, to prep this show? Um, the other one that I watched was Nurse 3D. Oh, I've seen it. That was uh, actually kind of fun. Really? No, I mean, I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's, you know, a masterpiece, but there are parts I, that... Uh, I just think that Paz de la Huerta is the worst actress ever. Oh, yeah, and I mean, she's not she good. She is awful. And, I mean... The whole gimmick of this movie, like, they've got all of these, like, minimalist posters with her and, like, skimpy outfits, like, covered in blood and shit, and... God, I don't... Oh, my God. I cannot... It's a fun movie. It was... It was... It was all right. I just... I couldn't get past her acting. It was just so bad. I, I mean, and I remember she was briefly on boardwalk empire when i was watching it like at the beginning seasons yeah and i just she ruined it for me then too like i just i cannot stand her i don't even know why i tried to watch this movie because i hate her so much but it has judd nelson so there's that i like judd nelson um and it's um doug arnick how the fuck do you say his name? Is <laughs> the director Douglas oh. Arnikoski? Sure. Sure. Um, which he hasn't directed a lot on his own, but 
Oh, what what was it that I looked up that he had directed? Um, he did like Highlander, and he's done a lot of um, secondary work on some pretty big titles, but I don't. Yeah, he really hasn't done. He hasn't done a lot of his own projects. And this one, it looks like he was also a writer on. And I think that the storyline was good. Like, I think that it had yeah, a good... Yeah. Like, it had a really good base. but And some of the filming style was kind of cool. But, the, uh, like I said, the acting <laughs> just ruined it for me. I don't... Uh. And she's not even, like... They kind of try to present her as this pretty face. And, uh... She's, she's really she, not attractive to me. She's just kind of creepy. She's got a very strange face, which I yeah. think plays to her character well. But, yeah, they definitely try to sell her in a different light than yeah. how she is in the film. For she's sure. kind of fugly. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. That's not very nice. But, you know. Well, they all, like, in the way they did her makeup, they kind of made yeah. her look less attractive than what she is like they kind of i don't know why they did that but yeah you know that's their choice oh that was but, oh, i was just looking it up uh katrina bowden or whatever from uh tucker and dale that was the reason why i watched the yeah movie. <laughs> yeah because i love that movie and she was great in that so i think this is she was one of the reasons why i watched nurse 3d she was enjoyable she, enough she, yeah she was decent in it for sure yeah um, I was trying to, I feel like there, there were lots of little cameos, um, Kathleen else? Turner. That's exactly who I was just going to say. She was pretty one much of all purposes. you need. Yeah. Kathleen Turner and Judd Nelson. It's enough to make me watch something, but which apparently Kathleen Turner needed the money. Like, why would she do this? Like, this seems pretty beneath her. Well, maybe she knows the people that made it. Yeah. That could be. I wouldn't strongly recommend it, but, you know. I'd recommend it for a watch. I mean, there are scantily clad women, if that's something you're into. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sold. Men are like, all right. (laughs) But, yeah. um, I don't think I really watched anything else. Um. I've never seen Gothica, so I don't know about that one. I don't know why I've never seen Gothica, but... Because it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's complete not... shit. It's complete <laughs> oh, it's so All bad. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it either, but it was it was done by, by that... Um... Oh, god dang it. What's, what was that production company that was remaking all the William Castle movies? Dark Castle? Dark Castle. I think that was like the last Dark Castle movie they did too. Uh, well, at least in the theater. I looked it up recently. Yeah. There was a few, I think, straight to video stuff that I didn't even realize was Dark Castle, but oh, it just was not. That movie just was horrible. Well, and it was weird too because like I just was assuming this Dark Castle studio was doing nothing but William Castle movies, and because they did um, House of Haunted Hill. Hmm. Um. And uh, uh, thirteen ghosts, but then like Ghost Ship and Gothica are not William Castle and House of Wax and did they do House of Wax? That's well, I looked them up on Wikipedia and yeah, they really? they did Orphan, Whiteout, 
Oh. Appar- at least we're involved with it. So threw some money at it. Yeah. At least that's that's what the internet tells me. The Hills Run Red was a was a fun movie. Can't say I've seen that either. Hmm. It's a good slasher. It's got William Sadler in it, and I always enjoy watching him. Nice. Yeah, totally. Um, any other movies anybody want to talk about? Nope. I got nothing. I did step away for a minute. Anybody bring up uh, Hellbound Hellraiser 2? No. 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 Okay. I... <laughs> Actually, and again, I saw part two before I saw part one. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. And it, the only thing that always bugged me about that movie is just how quickly, once the once the doctor becomes a Cenobite with a giant worm growing out of the back of his head, um, and how quickly the other Cenobites are dispatched by him. Yeah, he's badass, the doctor. Or the Cenobites are just wusses. <gasps> Careful. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. They went down pretty pretty easily. <laughs> like a bunch of little bitches. Whoa. Alright. Well, I guess with that, that said, um, probably be a good time to maybe uh, take a break and come back and do some segment, segments. How's that sound for everybody? Cool. Yeah. Do it. I'm gonna. We'll be right back. Good evening. It's intermission time. Our service is friendly and quick. You'll find hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, your favorite candies, hot and cold beverages, and other delicious snacks. So add to your fun of watching the movie. Visit our refreshment stand right now. We're glad to have you with us tonight. We hope you'll come to see us often. It's great to get out to the movies. Do you find your life lacking meaning and purpose? Do you get up every morning and say, there's gotta be a better way? Are you a horror film fan and don't understand why your friends and family hasn't seen Necromantic? Do you know people who say that they love Jason from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Are you bored with your current podcast? Do you find yourself answering these questions out loud and getting weird looks from other people in your office? Well, now you never have to worry about those nasty stains again. Now you have a meaning to your boring, miserable life because now you can listen to... Attack of the Killer Podcast. That's right, Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast has all the vitamins and minerals for a well-balanced breakfast. On Attack of the Killer Podcast, you can marvel at the crew as they discuss various horror films, such as High Tension and High high Tension. Listen with your ear holes as the attackers pick a topic and then derail from that topic for at least an hour every episode. Be extremely disturbed as you learn the true love Insane Mike has for his Jason Goes to Hell DVD. But wait, there's more. The gang at Attack of the Killer Podcast give you their guarantee that every episode will contain at least two hours of in-depth horror discussion. Or at least until they get bored, which usually happens after about the first 30 minutes. Listen to what this satisfied customer has to say about Attack of the Killer Podcast. Who the hell are you? 
Or what are you doing in my bathroom? So don't wait. Follow the rest of the mindless sheep and listen to Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast can be heard at attackofthekillerpodcast.com or at stitcher.com. You can also follow Attack of the Killer Podcast on Facebook at Attack of the Killer Podcast or on Twitter at AOTKP. So act now. Offers limited. Operators are standing by. Blah, 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 blah. And we're back. Did you miss us? Yeah. I know I did. So, anyway, so, segments time. Here we go. Let's start off, as we always do, with some shout-outs. It's time for... Shout-outs! Hey, so I asked, what are your favorite horror movies or scenes that take place in a hospital? And we had a bunch of replies, so it's awesome. Uh, let's start with Brandon Robinson. He said, X-Ray. We didn't talk about that, did we? Yeah, I don't even, I don't even, don't even know that movie, so. Uh, it mustn't be a popular movie. Next, we had Greg Amortis. He said, X-Ray. Whoa, wait, wait, what? What is this x-ray we keep hearing about? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody knows? Nobody? Nope. nope. Okay. He also said the original Halloween 2. Of course he did. Um, our pal Willis Wheeler says, Jason coming back to life in the final Friday. It's a good yeah. scene. That's a great scene. Yeah. The guy from the police academy, from the police academy movies, sitting there watching a robotized. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, the whole movie of Hellraiser two, the whole movie for Dream Warriors, and we got to cut the evil out of him from the Doctor in New Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about that. We had talked about that line though. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, Gary Timmons says Session 9 and Halloween 2. Greg Adams says Jamie Lee gimping around the empty hospital in Halloween 2. Flickering lights, appearances, appearance of all gone. Great setup. Okay. Uh, Mark Lee Hugh says Cold Prey 2. Anybody seen that? Mm-mm. Nope. Hmm. Wonder if that's any good. <laughs> uh, Gerald Martin says it's the original Halloween two for me as well, with special mention for the movie Coma. That one really freaked me out as a kid. Hmm. Coma? Anybody? Nope. Dang, we got some movies I think to watch. I, well, I yeah. think I, I think I seen Coma a long time ago, and I remember it. Yeah, being pretty creepy, but I honestly can't tell you a single thing about it. Okay. Um. Our buddy Lewayne White says Halloween 2, Dream Warriors, Cold Prey 2, and Asylum, Amicus 72, he says. Oh, nice. Uh, which are all set in some sort of hospitals. Alone in the Dark from 1982. Alone in the Dark, I've always wanted to see it because it's got an amazing cast in it. That's what um, he says. He says, which is a, either brilliant or a complete mess and somehow features Donald Pleasance. Martin Landau yeah. and Jack Palance. 
Yes. Except for crazy yes. visuals, almost any hospital scene in Jacob's Ladder. And also, Alone in the Dark, um, the the star, the the hero of the film, is played by the guy who played um, the crazy guy from the A Team. Cool. Anyway, so sorry. Yeah, shaky heads and Jacob's ladder. That's good. Yeah, believe that. Uh-huh. Uh, Derek John says Halloween Two is the best movie to take place in a hospital. One of my favorite scenes in the hospital is Friday Thirteenth Final Chapter. <laughs> yeah. And Hellraiser Two as well. Brandon Skaggs says Halloween Two. All that needs to be said. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon. People commented after you. Um, <laughs> Lindsay Alston says, Planet Terror. When Josh Berlin gets zombie pus smeared on his face. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably watch that movie. You've never watched it? You've never seen it? No. You've never seen Planet Terror? I know! Uh, Movie night this weekend. Yep. Drake! Grindhouse! Bring the Blu ray so I can see all these commercials I keep hearing about. I got the Blu ray. Uh, Nicole Ware says Sigourney Weaver, 1986 Aliens. She in the hospital yeah. and has chest burster in her. Yep, the very beginning. Yeah. Yep. Hi, Stan Parker. Hey, no shit. Old awesome. Stan, he says Stan. Exorcist 3. Long hallway shot of a nurse going room to room. The last door she closes and locks and turns away. The door silently opens and the nurse gets decapitated. <laughs> and then anything in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Sam, yeah? Oh, that show? Dark Place, yeah. Oh my god, that show is fucking hilarious. I kind of forgot about it until just now. It's like a BBC sh- comedy show. Yeah. But it's horror related. It's so funny. You guys need to watch it. Cool. Um, Sam Mickelveen says a lot of an an American werewolf in London was in a hospital, and the dream scene is fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah with, with, the, with the Nazi monsters. Yeah. And uh, lastly, on Facebook, uh, Lisa Norrell Owen says, "Dream warriors." <laughs> I don't know how she typed the song in there, but she did it. Good job. Yeah. And then on Twitter, um, Mark at Chalky McClare says, The scene in Pet Cemetery where Victor Pascal is brought in after being hit by a truck gave oh, me nightmares. I thought about crap. that, too. Yeah. yeah. Good one. And that's shout-outs. Remember, Yay, shout-outs. Remember, guys, you can always call in. Uh, leave your comments too at four one five nine five two six eight five seven, also known as four one five nine five AOTKP. Give us a call. Let us know what you're thinking. Shoutouts. Shoutouts. Thank you, Jason, for the shoutouts. Uh, I I have one honorable mention that I want to bring up. I totally forgot about it. It's a German film called Autopsy. Um, it's it's a really good film. Um, again, about a bunch of medical students, and it's kind of a it's kind of a slasher, kind of almost kind of a jalo in a way. Um, but it stars I can never remember the actress's name. 
I don't know if you would have any idea, Jason, but the the lead from Run Lola Run. Oh shit! I know her name. Yeah. Anyway, so she's the star in this too. So that's what made me want to watch it, because I found that movie around the around the time I first saw Run Lola Run, and I fell in love with that movie. I had to see everything that she was in. Franca Potenta. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, so that's my honorable mention. Nice. So, what's going on in the world of words there, Terry? With Wicked Words Wear Tear. Saved it. Saved it. done for this segment um everyone's a big stephen king fan but one that awful rivals him is dean koontz seems to be pretty popular among horror fans and the such so i tried out um the first book in his odd thomas series titled odd thomas uh which Just recently, there was a movie made uh, based on that book. So uh, good. I love love the movie, yeah. Yeah. uh, Stars Anton Yelchin. Um, Let me see. Yeah, it it says, it pegs it as 2013. I think it was kind of released domestically more like 2014, probably. Um, Well, um... I don't really have a lot of differences to say. I'll give you a a quick synopsis here. Basically, you have Odd Thomas. And yes, his name is actually Odd. um, And he lives in this town um, in California. Yes, I believe. Puka. Shoot, what is it called? Puka Mundo? Something like that. Anyway, that's not that important. Um... And Odd can see ghosts. That's his That's his thing. He sees the dead. And the dead don't talk back, but they, they often come to him for, for guidance and helping them get closure. Um, so the book and the movie, they, they follow a very, very similar path. But basically, we start out seeing Odd and he sees this young girl and she's running and she's beckoning him to follow her. And she leads him to this guy in a car and he confronts him and he's like, ah, you have her blood in your pocket. You murdered her. And so that kind of gives you the whole setup of what odd does. He's kind of the, um, investigator for the dead. And, there's a lot of humor in this. He's um, a, a short order cook at a local diner, and he dates this girl named Stormy, and they just think everything's ironic and hilarious and kind of weird and morbid. Um, and basically, Odd not only does he see the dead, he also sees these creatures 
which are called bodaks. Um, basically, they they feast on death. They he sees them swarming around anyone who's going to do um, going to commit murder or do heinous acts, and so he starts seeing this guy around town and. There are just so many of these creatures swarming around him that no one else can see. And he kind of tracks him down and tries to stop him before things happen in his his hometown. And it's, it's, it's a really fun story. There's some good twists at the end, which I don't want to ruin. Um, but as far as differences between the book and the movie... Uh, pretty similar uh i would say that odd is a little as as much as i love anton yelchin like he is such a phenomenal actor and i'll watch pretty much anything he's in he's so great but he wasn't exactly what i envisioned for odd he doesn't seem shall i say he doesn't seem ordinary enough like he's he's a little bit of a different looking dude and i can see why they went with that but Odd Thomas needs to be less odd in appearance, if that makes any sense. Um, but uh, Stormy, that was a great character. That girlfriend, she did a pretty good job. Um, the one thing that's really missing uh, when Odd's working in the diner, there's his boss, which really isn't very integral to the story in any way, but it was just one of my favorite things in the book that I was really sad that they did not include in the movie. He has a, a, the owner of the diner is obsessed with Elvis Presley. Like, can you pick any day in, in history in Elvis's life and the, and the owner can tell you exactly what Elvis was doing on that day. Like it is hilarious in the book. And then Odd sees Elvis Presley's ghost and he like hangs out with him in the book. It is so funny. There's some really great interactions and the way that they, they didn't do any of that. I think they were trying to avoid some extra CGI and I mean, I guess it's kind of useless storyline, but it's really fun, useless storyline that I was really sad they cut out. Um, but they have like an Elvis Presley cut out in the movie that he like says hello to at one point, And that's like their one reference to that. But mm. that was a little disappointing, but uh, for the most part, it's, it's a pretty decent adaptation. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of Dean Koontz's writing style. I mean, give me King or Koontz. I'm definitely going to go with King every time, but it, it was a fun read. I don't think that I'll be continuing the series. I think there are about seven books now. They just released another one in the the Odd Thomas or St. Odd series, as they call it. Um, but it's pretty popular. So if you're into supernatural fun stories, you can give it a shot. Not too bad. And that's Wicked Words with Wear Tear. Cool. Ow. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. good. Cool. Awesome. Well, maybe maybe it's time for another segment called Insane's Picks. I've heard of that. <laughs> Insane's Picks. Insane's Picks. 
Hey everybody, Insane Mike here. It's time for some Insane's Picks. I'm going to do a twofer on this one. That's right. That means two furs. <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a movie and its sequel um, from 1975, a little, known, little unknown film by the name of Criminally Insane, also known as Crazy Fat Ethel. And it's follow-up, the sequel to Crazy Fat Ethel, Criminally Insane Part 2 in 1987. Now, what is Criminally Insane? Um, I think um, IMDb sums it up the best here, and it's a description. An obese woman recently released from an insane asylum kills anyone who attempts to get her to stop eating. So, that... That's pretty much um, Crazy Fat Ethel Part 1 in a nutshell. Uh, what I really want to focus on is Part 2. Part 2 is an amazing train wreck of cinema. Uh, I don't even really know if I'd call it cinema. But it combines all the greats of Don't Look in the Basement and Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 and even a little bit of Cannibal Camp Out. Because in Crazy Fat Ethel 2, she goes back to the mental hospital and it's all about her in the mental hospital until she loses it again starts killing people because the orderly takes away her pudding. It's all shot on VHS with no, with no, no um, sound recording. So you get the uh, onboard camera hiss, uh, uh, the mic hiss through the entire thing. It's very annoying. But it's even more blatantly obvious because they recycle footage from Crazy Fat Ethel 1 in flashbacks while she's sleeping throughout the entire movie. And the first movie was shot on film. So the contrast between just the quality between the VHS and the film um, of the two movies is so painfully obvious. But then as soon as you jump back into the VHS and you get that, uh, that awful hiss of the VHS sound, it's, uh, it's, it's very disturbing and painful. Um, the first, the, the second movie, Crazy Fat Ethel 2, is, is, is pretty short. I don't even, I don't even know if the movie, um, the movie seems like it's barely even over an hour. Uh, the acting is horrible, it's, it's laughable, it's pretty slow and boring, even, even with its short running time. But it's, it's something to be seen for sure. So if you get a chance, if you find them, check out Criminally Insane Part 1 and 2, also known as Crazy Fat Ethel Part 1 and 2. And little known fact, there has been a remake planned for a really long time to remake uh, the first movie. So Yeah, that's what I'm looking awesome. at on IMDb right now. It's, yeah. It says it comes out October 9th. Oh, it's actually coming out now. That's what it says. So. Sweet. Well, when they originally planned on doing the remake, they were going to bring back the original actress, but I think she passed away. Aww. So the remake has kind of been on the, on the hiatus for a long time. So, But I guess they finally did it. Awesome. And they're calling it Crazy Fat Ethel, right, Dustin? Is yeah, that's that? what it shows. <laughs> okay. Which is the much better title than Criminal yes. Insane. Yes. So, so if you can find them, they are, they are kind of hard to find. Um, but check them out. It's all I got. Awesome. So that is it. Awesome. Another episode in the bag.
I was waiting for somebody to uh, say we did it. No. <laughs> Not after you called it out last time. I know. It's kind of our trademark now. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> it's been fun, guys, even with all the internet problems. Um, it's, I think it's been a good show. How do you guys feel about it? Loved it. It's great. It's the best one ever. So, um, John had to leave us early. We didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him, but thanks always, John, for jumping on. Thanks, John. Uh, it's awesome having you on. Um, can't wait to go visit your dad's um, collection. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks to the rest of the guys for being on. I will probably. I'm hoping I'll get to see all you guys here really soon, like this weekend. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So, but uh, all you out there listening, I um, probably won't see you because I'm not sure who you are. So, till next time. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Oh no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the killer.